And you're in the house. Going on, everybody. No, he looks freshly. Hey, Richard. Hey, he looks he's, brand, he's brand new. Dapper, man. Look at those. He's all shaved. I was How's sleeping going, so much. I needed to pay back <laughs> so much sleep, man. Oh, I can't wait. Dead. Dead. How's it going, man? How's it going, everybody? Oh, we're just at hour twenty. We're just at hour twenty, so it's good that you brought you you brought the uh, you you have know, a little energy here. Inspiration, yeah, the energy back to the to the masses here. <laughs> I figured yeah, I would come right when you guys are just about dead. So didn't want to deal with everything we talked about. Bro, we've been first first order of business. Who has had the best hat? Your opinion? Well. I mean, you're not gonna like my answer. Oh, so geez. I can handle I it. I think I think RG3 had the uh, the most ornate hat. But <laughs> he's like a parent that has to get. He's like, well, I like. <laughs> I mean, it's hot in that thing, right? So I heard somebody offered like five hundred thousand hex to drink a beer out of it. Big beer too. That's a big hat. And then I seen. Uh, I seen some like I don't know, man. Everyone brought like a pretty good style. I didn't really see any bad hats. Like, I mean, some I, th- I think Escatar there has like no hat, but that's okay. Oh, you know? oh, oh, oh he got called out. Motley's was probably the. I liked Motley's hat. Motley's hat was really nice. Yeah, one guy had like, oh, like yeah. a baseball type hat. Johnny Johnny Chaos did pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah Johnny's costume was good. I don't remember everybody even being instructed instructed this was a thing. So yes. I'm just lucky I, I have one. It was, it, was <laughs> it was behind. It was an it was an homage to you, man. It was, yeah, it was. You know, it was like it so was you, I, throwback to Richard Hart. I don't watch any cryptocurrency like content, live streams, any of that shit because I already know everything. So I'm just like, yeah, there's no reason to do that. But I watch all of the hex content stuff. Constantly, I, I love, love watching it. it. That's amazing. And I learned things from you guys about a thing that I invented, which is just awesome, right? <laughs> awesome. Things, things I didn't know. I love this term, Genesis shares. Awesome. Yes. I didn't come up with that. Somebody else did. I never, I never thought people would be emergency end staking to stake out longer to get more shares. That's awesome. You know, I never thought uh, there's so many things like Uniswap didn't exist. Or did, like barely exist at all when Hex was being designed, and then that came out, and we just like, were, oh man, this is fucking great. Let's use it, and then we made it popular. We were like forty percent of the volume, forty percent of the uh, liquidity for a good long while, and then millions of dollars of free money gets given to us because of that. <laughs> great, right? So we keep making like better decisions, and then while we're doing that, right, KuCoin gets hacked. OKX shuts off withdrawals for a month. Free publicity. Uh, everybody is just dying all around us. All the food in the We're refrigerator goes bad. <laughs> We're doing amazing, you know? So, like, being a hexagon has been fucking fabulous. And then, like, we know things. So, like, I'm able to bring ideas. So I'm, not only am I able to learn from you guys, because, you you know, you can see angles that I just miss or don't have the time to, to catch you guys catch them it's so cool and then i'm able to still come in and, and see things other people don't see so i just woke up man so you know i i missed like the last couple hours but uh imagine you had a ten dollar bill and then you go to the store 
And you're like, hey, can I get two fives? Yeah. Well, that's what just what happened in Hex. Everyone, everyone that was staked, everyone that believed, just got more units. But the people that got the most more units were the longest believers. Yeah. So everybody got more units. But the people that got three times as many as everybody else were the people that had 10-year stakes. So everybody got a big payday that was staked. And, and what, 98% of everybody was staked, right? So everybody got a big payday. But the people that got the biggest payday, three times bigger, were the people that believe the most. That's beautiful, man. So all we had, like, all we basically have is like a 30% dip because the rest of it is just that unit accounting. It, it's like a, it's a stock split, right? Yep. So you had 10 units. Tesla. Now you've got two fives instead. And but the longer pays better guys got three times more new units than the shorter guys. And that's what the whole thing is about. It's about delayed gratification. It's about, you know, not getting shaken out, not getting washed through the the meat grinder of trading. And like people on people on the internet that like people and even traders on crypto Twitter, they don't understand what just happened because they've never seen anything like it before. Because it's never yeah, been anything like it before. Shock. And to tell you the truth, I just figured that out like when I woke up. <laughs> I was like, so what what actually just happened? Right. And it's like, yeah, everybody that believed got rewarded more than everyone that didn't believe. And so there's a redistribution from the slightly less strong hands to the slightly more strong hands. And you're like, that's perfect. That's exactly what you would want in game theory. You reward the people that are doing the optimum behavior. It's fucking great. And then all the people that like believe and have stakes are happy as shit because it has doubled their stacks. Like if you have 10-year stakes, you doubled your stacks in a day. You're happy as fuck. And then the people that just staked for one day, they got 30%. That's fucking great. And look, the, the bounce, right? We had a dip. It already like retraced half of the fucking right? dip already. It's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. Usually, like if you look at a lot of coins charts, man, when they dip... They stay dipped. They, they don't fucking bounce. There's no resilience to them. That's it. You got to wait like, you know, a couple of years until they come back to life again, like Dogecoin. Right? The pulse so, is gone. <laughs> bro, like, it's so fucking amazing. So, like, this, this thing that I just explained to you is that, like, that dip that you're seeing on the price chart, that, that would be like valuing. It's, it's literally like, okay, you've got that $10 bill in your wallet. Now you have two fives. Oh, shit, I lost half my money. No, no, you have two fives. You didn't lose half your money. You have more units that just have lower numerals assigned to them, like, but you still have your mark. And if everyone end stakes, like all those guys that had shorter stakes, if they all end stake, you're going to see the market cap go higher because there's like 30% more units now, right? So, yeah, people just don't understand what's going on at Hex. They're, they're, they're shocked by it. They don't understand how hard we're coming at them. They don't understand how sticky it is. If you get into Hex, you become a fucking Hex addict. Period. 24 hour stream, dude. 24 <laughs> hour stream, two I'm times in a year. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And dude, there's so many emergent properties of this system that I couldn't have predicted. I've never received more thank you messages in my life than I've received today. And this is a day where the price at 90%. You're like, <laughs> okay, well, didn't expect that shit. <laughs> and everyone that's on stream that's staked, we don't give a fuck because we're Do we know? This, this is our this is our fifth 
seventy percent dip this year. We just don't care. We're like, and yeah, we it's in dip. the game. It's on the website. It's literally on the homepage. Like, yo, Bitcoin, Bitcoin went from a penny to twenty thousand, and you had ninety-five percent dips, hundred percent dips, depending on what exchange you're at. Flash crashes, and eighty-five percent dips, three or four of them. It's in the game, and those are opportunities. So, and, and those are when the weekends buy they buy tops, they sell bottoms. That goes people's money gets given to the real believers. The impatient pay the patient. That's how all markets work. And hex it just does that faster. So, like in Bitcoin, you've got to wait like three years to get your eighty five percent dip. In hex, you got to wait like three or four months. You're like, yeah, seventy percent dip, boom. All right, let's go back up, right? So it's just fucking. It's so cool, man. Because like, I couldn't predict that, right? Like I didn't know the rate at which we would cycle. I didn't. I didn't know the the amplitude of the the volatility. I didn't know that the community would turn into what it has. I don't. And that's. I mean, I I don't have much to do with that, right? Like I try and I write self help books and I and I say a lot of things I believe in and I try and help people. But everything else, it's like you guys, you know, like the community is it generates itself. It's it's. Uh, it's reflexive. So the community takes on a certain behavior and then it attracts other people that like that and then they become part of it. It's like the Borg, right? Like we're gonna you're gonna assimilate a lot of people here. <laughs> so resistance is futile. <laughs> yeah, like I one of the so more stuff that I couldn't have predicted. People are messaging me telling me about how much fun Hex is. Like they like they absolutely love owning it, which I didn't I didn't design that. I didn't design like fun into the system. Like everything I put into the system was like mad gains, like number go up every fucking thing. The number go up. Like how can we do everything we can to make the the price accrue value, right? Which is good business design. That's what you go and to business fun as school fuck. for. Yeah, and then so this like fun were... stuff's emergent. I had no idea that was going to be a thing. Fuck. And then the life changing stuff. I had no idea how many people's yeah. mindsets and psychology would be so affected in a positive way by, by looking to the future. I had no idea. And, and I'm still just coming to terms with that. Like I didn't realize how pervasive the, the life changing aspect was. I really, I didn't know until maybe, you know, these last few weeks and I'm still like wrapping my head around it. Like I didn't know how much of an impact we would have by being a financial product on people's like mental health. Like I had no idea. It, it, I'm amazed. I'm really amazed. Because you don't know people's stories until they tell you, you know? Okay. So, uh, yeah. like I think that's because you're also like, so much part of the community too, Richard. I mean, most most creators will just like create something and then they're gone. You know, they're not they're not a part of the community. Like you actually come and talk to us. You're here on the 24 hour stream with the with the hexagons, you know, and like you're 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 one of us. And you don't like you don't look down on us and go, hmm, yeah. yeah, not yeah. not one of these. Play, you know, like you actually I learned from you guys, man. And, yeah, yeah, you guys have a lot of life experience and, and especially like I don't a, have. There's like yeah. two or three guys in the past uh, 24 hours that had really good stories that exactly what you're talking yeah. about. So if you a haven't gotten a chance like, yet, you should watch it. Crazy. Yeah, like I'd it. love, like, I I can't, I'm going to have to watch the stream. <laughs> There's like a lot, of, Not a lot of, a lot, like we're, we're getting teary eyed. We were like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, like some it. guy died and came back to life and like, like this game, this is like something that really you know brought him you know other things but uh, you know this is like one of those things that he gets to look forward to for the next 15 years yeah he's like oh now i get to you know he was he was uh you know and, and i'll tell you something else so that, like it surprises me like kareem there 
So there's people in chat because I, I don't think anybody's in Telegram chat as much as me. Like I fucking live there. <laughs> like if yeah, I'm you. awake, I'm in Telegram. Period. <laughs> people want to set up interviews with me and shit, and they're trying to talk about email. I'm like, nah, I don't fuck with email. Telegram. That's where I'm at. You want to you want to talk to me? You message me t.me forward slash Richard Hart, which I know a lot of people are doing because I'm getting thank yous at the ass all day long. <laughs> Changed my life. Paid paid my debt. Thank you so much. Like just fuck constant thank yous on a negative 90% day. I'm like, God damn, this, this thing is amazing. Absolutely amazing. So like Kareem here, I see a guy, right? I'd, so we were like, okay, big payday, you know, dance videos and shit. He busts out fucking sick dance moves. I'm like, cool. That's cool. Right. And you look at people that like can dance well or dress well. And you're just like, all right, this person's like socially effective, but in the brain, probably noob. And then I see him on stream and he's talking mad smart shit. I'm like, oh man, this dude's stylish, can dance, and he knows what the fuck's going on in the market. And I'm just so impressed when you like when you see the hexagon community, right? We got everybody from every country, every kind of lifestyle, every kind of accent. You're gonna hear Australian accents, German accents, like every like you can't have a more diverse community. You really cannot. The community diversity is insane. And the people in Hex are fucking smart. These are not noob fucking moon boy plebs. These are guys that understand the market. I think everybody on the fucking stream bought the dip, which means yeah. everybody fucking knew there'd be a dip. And I mean, <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a unique position, right? Like, I knew there'd be a goddamn dip. We have dips randomly. Why the fuck wouldn't we have a dip today, right? It's like CME launch. Everybody's looking. Everybody's in it. And then you're like, okay, well, yeah, everybody's in. So now we're going to have a little dip, right? But the difference is because the community fucking knew there was going to be a dip, it's not going to be as volatile because there's so many people with powder waiting on the sidelines. But as a, as a founder, I, I like the shit I can do for Bitcoin and Ethereum, I can't do for Hex. Like I can never say, hey guys, uh, I think there's going to be a dip in Hex. The community would be like, fuck you, man. <laughs> Don't ever say that shit. <laughs> like, so. So even when I like when I see that I saw that fucking address um, that like had like a couple hundred million of hacks that was just dumping it all day long, I couldn't even mention that shit was happening, right? Like I just it's it kind of sucks, but you know it's is to what's what do we need more in the hex community? A fucking amazing founder that does the best that he can for the community, or just yet another technical analysis guy? Like no, like we need a fucking. We need the founder that is legit and does shit the best he can more than we need another TA guy because we have those guys. And when they DM me, I tell them, Hey, look, this is what's going on. You know? <clears throat> so well, yep. I can like side channel communicate stuff through other parties to, to the community that they need to know. And who like, you know, honestly, think about the guys, you, superpower, you know, you don't, you don't pretend to do the shit. You just do the shit, like taking Man, actions. I, and I, think I don't know if people, I play this shit clean, man. You know how other founders play? They tell you this this fucking story about all these fake partnerships they're going to have. We don't do that shit. They tell you about all this fake development they're going to do that they don't do. We don't do that shit. They tell you about things that they're planning on and then usually never happen. I tell you about shit when it's already done. Like, oh. hey, guys, the back end now shows APY. We never, you were never like hinted that that might happen. It just happened. And then you were told about it after the fact. So there's no expectation of profit from the work of others. And then you have people with, you know, like their, their expectations are exceeded, right? They, they have a, a better time. 
But sometimes, sometimes you can't do that. So for instance, Big Payday was like that. People looked for a whole year at some 500% shit and they're like, man, I can't wait to get my 500% a day. And there won't be any price dip when I get my 5X coins and sell them, which is what they plan on doing, right? <laughs> so you got it. So like, I'll give an example. Used to have a car stereo store. <clears throat> Middle of nowhere, no walk-by traffic. Warehouse next to the airport. No walk-by traffic at all. How am I going to get customers? I'm going to put out advertisements. All right, well, you want people to call? You better have a good advertisement. So at the time, real popular amplifier was a Punch 800 amplifier. 400 watts RMS, or no, it was 800 watts RMS, 1600 watts max. Enough to drive four 12-inch subs to the, to the pop point where you pop them. But everyone can only fit like two 12s in their trunk for the most part. So it's overkill, like totally twice the power you would want or need. So I would advertise, hey, punch 800-watt amplifier, $275, I think it was. Now, so when people see that ad, they say, oh, punch 800-watt amplifier. That must be the punch 800, which brand new at Best Buy would cost $800. But if you go to get a good deal on it, you could get it at uh, Brandsmart for like 600 And then if you come to me, I'm going to give it to you for 475 But you don't need that shit. It's twice the power. You cannot, there ain't two 12s that'll take it back then, right? Nowadays, it's a little bit different, like, you know. But back then, 200 watts is RMS is all you could put into a 12 before you'd pop it back then. Kicker comp, Hollywood excursion, uh, you know, I could go through a list of all the subs at the time. So people come to my store. They drive from all over, you know, 40, 50 miles away, wherever they were at. We had ads in this, this uh, paper called the, the Penny Saver. No, no, Bargain Trader. Penny Saver didn't really work. Bargain Trader worked. Worked amazing. You couldn't even pay for the ads. It would be text ads that you would just send in a fax, a fax, and Whoa. they would put your ad for free. My, so my best ads were free ads. It just said punch 800 watt amp, 275 bucks. The one that you would get at Best Buy for 800, or you get a brand smart for uh, 600. Well, here's the trick. Since it was already overkill, since no one needed it anyway, there was a, another amplifier that put out 800 watts max, 400 watts RMS, which is exactly what you'd actually need to drive your two subs. But it wasn't the punch 800. So I'm advertising a punch 800 watt amp that puts out 800 watts max, but it's not the punch 800 model number that puts out 1600 watts max that is overkill that no one needs anyway. So you get a lot of interest on, on people's perception that they're getting something even better than they need. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. not. So you call you, you got your two subs, you really need 800 watts max, but you see a punch 800 ad and you think it's the model number instead of the real watts. And then you call it and it's only 275 instead of 800. And then you come down to the store you drove 40 miles for. And you're like, yeah, I, I got that amp that you thought you were calling about and you're <laughs> going to get the best deal in the world on it, but you don't actually need it. So yeah, I can sell it to you. And for the best price, you'll get it. Or you can get the price that you saw in the ad for the thing you actually need that is 800 watts max, which is all your subs will handle, you see? So it's, it's, like, it's like advertising a lost leader. It's like advertising limited time offer. It's effective marketing. And that's what big payday is. So, so if, you told, if you told people like, yes, we're going to have what is similar to a stock split and it's going to reward the longest believers better than the shortest believers. No one gets it. But because of that, there will be a price dip that slightly counteracts that in the short term. But long term, it's, it's awesome and amazing. That sales pitch is like too fucking cluttery. They're not going to understand it. But if you hit them with like, yeah, you, you might get like 800%. You might get 500%. And nobody knows, right? Like nobody, nobody, I don't think anybody knew when the system was invented, how they would behave on that day. 
There's too many variables, you know? So yeah, they might've made a five X, they might've made a four X, but when you see people that just stake for a few days and they want to sell it, do you want those guys to get more coins? Yeah. No. Why would you want those guys that are leaving to get more coins to sell the price down harder? No. Like we're here to reward the long-term guys, not the short-term guys. So mm-hmm. the, the point of the matter is effective marketing. It's like when you put a hot chick in your ad, why are you putting a hot chick in your ad? Cause it works. People love yeah. Well, people post on the Telegram gifs of like hot chicks dancing. I'm still staring at that shit for like <laughs> like loops. I'm like, yep, this is a lot of loops, man. Damn, <laughs> you know, fuck. The so, volleyball player. And, and I'll tell you another thing. Like, so there's this analogy between when the AA was running. So you could look at you could look at Big Payday as a giant AA. There's a fixed pool of reward, roughly. And it's distributed amongst people that choose to participate. And so every day of AA was that way. And so Big Payday is also that way. It's just over a longer time frame. Very cool analogy. And another analogy that you could see is that participating in... So like the marketing that I use to make my Carstera store effective is similar to what happened on day one. So I told everyone not to FOMO day one. I published the EOS chart. I said, look, we have nearly identical launch model to EOS. Look, everyone that bought day one got wrecked. Days 100 to 130 did fucking amazing. Here's the data. Here's the Excel sheet. Here's where I downloaded it from. You know, maybe this helps you make a good decision on, on how to participate in this launch. No one fucking listened. They all FOMO day one, which is hilarious, right? But you know what? There's an upside to it. All those guys that bought day one at billion dollar valuation. So mm-hmm. it, it, with, with the market cap, when you took the day one price or ratio, wasn't a price for minting their own coins in the contract. So when you took the day one ratio, yeah, it's like 21K. when you multiplied that by how many coins there would be at the end of the year, it was over a billion dollar valuation. It's a very high valuation for a coin that's just not even existing yet. Like the first coins would get minted at the end of that day. So at the time it hurt. Like those guys are like, fuck, you know, the price keeps going down. They're like, well, you gave it a billion dollar valuation on day one, homie. And everyone blew their loads on day one. So you got to wait a little while. Well, that short term sucked, but long term it was actually good because now those guys that, that put that billion dollar valuation, they're not happy to sell the loss. They're happy to hold, right? And, and, and wait. And so when you can get people to invest and participate at higher values, it's good for the ecosystem, even if you have these dips, like the God whale. So people, people jump in a chat and they're like, why is the price dropping? You're like, for the same reason it just pumped. Like one guy just <laughs> bought a shitload and the price went up. And then some other guy just sold a shitload and the price went down. Now, would you have preferred that not happen? Like how does it, if you're a staker and some guy pushes a price up and some other guy takes his money and pushes a price down, really all that happened was that guy's money got given to that guy what yep. does it have to do with your ass at stake just sitting there? <laughs> the only people that are making money on that is the liquidity providers who are making money on the volume. And those people in the short term are having a wealth transfer. Does it affect the currency like at all? Like, it, it only affects the people that might have been able to sell or wanted to sell at a higher or lower price That's or buy at a higher or lower price. That's the only, the only effect. It doesn't really like it's better for the currency that way. Like when you have some big whale mash the price up and give people an opportunity to sell higher 
or this other guy take profit and give people an opportunity to buy a dip, that behavior and movement is what we want. Like it's positive. It's good. It's better for hacks that, that people are doing that. I mean, I'd be okay with like a slower, gradual, just rise forever too. That's okay as well. But they're both, they're both viable. They're both great. And I don't, I don't want anyone to think. So if, if that hadn't happened, right? If Godwill wouldn't have like two X or three X the price in the last couple of weeks, and then some other dude that was in from like way back when took a shitload of profit. If that hadn't happened, then it wouldn't appear as though you had a dip, but the market cap also wouldn't have gone as high and the price wouldn't have gone as high. And I think that that's a better deal. Like just this guy giving his money to this other guy and causing the price to go up and then down. I'd prefer that because they're participating. And and if would you prefer that they not participate and then you not have a price pump and then you not have what looks like a dip? And then you look at the dip and you're like, well, dude, we're back to like last month's price. Okay, maybe two months. And is that really a dip? All the other people that bought for the 10 months before are up. Everybody that bought is up. So like, is that really a dip? Yeah. And, they and we got more coins. Say again? And we got more coins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the coins that you got were given to the people that believe the most. It's absolutely beautiful game theory. We put years into getting this right. And I put every fucking... Like, this thing is well designed. <laughs> really well designed. I'm, I am amazed at these emergent things that come out that are so good that are like, fuck, that's so cool. I'm glad that that is that way, you know? Like, I'm really glad that everybody staked for Big Payday. Really, really, really glad. Because the people that believe longer get more, and the people that believe less long get less, and everyone did great. Everyone did great. And that's that's the magic. People don't understand that this... It's not actually a net zero game. As long as human beings assign value to paper profit, it is a net positive game, which is the S&P 500, which is your house price, which is hex, which is all cryptocurrency that has product market fit and, you know, number go up. We, and and it's realistic to believe this because not anyone in any of these markets is going to withdraw all at the same time. Everybody truly can when they need pull out more money than they put in because there's so much more mass there to pull from because you're onboarding new users. So as long as new users are being onboarded and as long as humans value paper profit as real profit, which they should based on the fact that it usually is there when you want to withdraw. Like if you wanted to sell your Bitcoin right now, almost everyone that's ever bought is in a profit right now. And Hex is basically, it has a very a lot of the same properties that Bitcoin has, right? We have a, a limited uh, amount of new coins that are given to market participants for very specific behavior. In Hex, is to hold the price up as a staker. And in Bitcoin, it's to dump the price as a miner. But they're both the thing that you want people to do. The Bitcoin system was invented to do that. Hex was invented to do something different, I believe better. But they're both fixed pool rewards to certain market participants. And it works fine. You know, Bitcoin went from a penny to 20,000 and it's almost 20,000 again. I haven't even checked the price. I mean, shit. Is, is it 20,000 now? I don't know. Maybe it was 19 last time I looked. <clears throat> so we have these. None of us even know because we don't care about yeah, Bitcoin like, anymore. <laughs> we don't even like, care. Most of us are like, man. The, the reason that I care about the Bitcoin price is because the guys that are holding it that are going to sell it 
at bridge.renport.io. I'm sorry, Renproject. <laughs> Richard, you. <laughs> if you're selling your Bitcoin for Ethereum to turn into hacks at bridge.renproject.io and then ethhacks.com. I want those guys to get more money for their fucking Bitcoin. So, so when, from these institutional tards put their money into the slow dying tech Bitcoin and drive the price up. Awesome. Great. And then when the smart guys that are like, hey, if there's a better thing, dump that shit for something better, then hexagons make more money. So the more valuable Bitcoin is, the more valuable hex will be. The more valuable Bitcoin is, the more valuable Ethereum will be. Yep. Because the people holding those the, things will sell it for, yep. for Ethereum and for hex. Suck the money into <clears throat> so I prefer the Bitcoin price to be as high as possible. Because it's a ratio, which is freaking awesome. <clears throat> Wait until Ethereum across $1,000 again, hopefully, next year. Nice. That's insane. I got, I got a question for you, Richard. Go ahead. Um, now that now that the AA is done, yeah, and uh, you've the the uh, hex is, has passed the Howey test. Yeah, is is that all over with now? Is there is it is it not necessary? That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I have to talk to legal because there's no. His, his question is like, hey, Richard, can you start being like more? Flowery in the way you speak about price. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to. I'm not sure. I mean, from from like, let me think. That's a good question. From a regulatory perspective, I think that it's in regulators, an enforcement, an enforcement's best interest that people are harmed less. And I think part of harm reduction is expectation management because that's why they require certain disclosures mm. and, and only allow certain mar- like accredited investors and certain types of market participants to, to be involved in things that, that perhaps have higher risk. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, government, so we want to we reduce harm and risk. Well, then explain lottery to me. Yeah, Here's something where everyone loses. Okay. So like, well, why is that legal? It doesn't make any sense. And it's an like, be, be the difference between like making a for like forward-looking price statement versus saying like this event is going to happen because we've already had it planned out or something. And that I imagine wouldn't be bad. You could say that, but you can't just be like, well, I think it's going to go up in price. People buy they buy, people buy <clears throat> shitty cars that depreciate like crazy, or they buy houses yeah. in bad places in the middle of uh, hurricane zones. I mean, people buy shit that's stupid anyway. The government does all, all the Florida. What? Yeah, <laughs> your your house is on pier, whatever. Yeah. Florida. So I mean, from so from my perspective, it's like maybe the difference between sports betting, and then there's this other shit. Like, okay, you can bet on horse racing like in person, but you can't do it over the internet. Like, what the fuck is that? It's yeah, like it doesn't make any goddamn sense. There's a lot of shit that doesn't you make any sense. The money. They're changing that though. Yeah, it's like yeah, so. I mean, my gut feeling is I probably could do it, but I just won't unless I get like super duper clearance from legal. Um, which, is, which is smart, played safe. Yeah, because like the spirit yeah, of the law. I mean, I mean, let's let's talk about like first of all, hex is not a fucking security. Exactly. This shit was launched complete. The users do all the work. I die. Hex.com goes offline. System doesn't give a fuck. Literally doesn't care at all. Yep. You can go to backuphex.com. You can go to hardhex.xyz. You can go to apphex.win. You can go to etherscan.io, write contract function. You can write your own front end. Like, you, I don't fucking matter as far as the system is concerned. Stefan Fire, yeah. but yeah. we, we have yeah. reached We have reached sufficient decentralization. So, And we were 
yeah, sufficient. And I and we kind of launched that way. Like there was multiple ways to to use the code at launch, and and we never have any fucking downtime for that to really matter yep. kind of anyway. So zero, yeah, zero. Well, everything else has gone down. I love it. People thought Coinbase <laughs> down. Like, hey, Coinbase is down. Still, taxes up. You're, you know. So every everybody, oh, yeah. eventually, they're going to have to recognize the greatness. Price chart, amazing. Community, amazing. Logo, brand, amazing. Tools, best charts, best stats in all of cryptocurrency, period. Mm -hmm. Hex.vision is amazing. Facts. Um, like, 100% uptime. What do you guys want? What's left? We want anonymity? We got it. Hexnado. T.me forward slash Hexnado. You want scalability? We got it. ZKSync.io. You want uh, price performance? We got it. Uniswap.vision. Uh, you want to... Trustless exchange with a shitload of liquidity, no exit scam possible, no counterparty risk, no ML, no KYC, no sign up, no selfies, ethex.com. And there's like a hundred other front ends for that as well. We got every fucking thing you could possibly want. Like it's yeah. here. Oh, you want the world's first blockchain CD? The 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 thing that attacks a seven point two trillion dollar market that's larger than printed cash by fifty percent and does the printed cash shit better than Bitcoin already? We we already have all that. Like it's fucking absolutely amazing. And so few people actually understand it. So few people actually understand it. You're I guess I can't so blame It's so much easier because... to shill now, though. I mean, now it's just like stake think, it yeah. and get some more. And, and don't yeah. emergency and stake or late and stake it. That's about so, it. Like, Richard, you have, Richard, you have a long experience inside of Bitcoin. You've analyzed it a lot before. You were wealthy before Bitcoin, but you obviously analyzed things that you were putting investment into. Not to say that this is anything like Bitcoin because it is completely different, but the evolution of the how Bitcoin traded uh, to become over the counter. You know, once people became well off enough that they did not want to push the price against themselves, mm -hmm. and they yep. made deals outside of uh, public and um, transparent marketplaces. You commented yep. earlier about you know a, a god whale buying and another guy taking profit, and that was visible to everyone. And so yeah. even though there was a ripple in that pond and we see that ripple, it helps to reinforce to me the value of the product itself because one guy sure. bought, one guy sold. Yeah. Now, as Hex moves forward, uh, you know, maybe a centralized exchange decides that they want to try to compete with the, the, <clears throat> the, the profits that Uniswap gets from every trade. They want to somehow yeah. you know, reduce their fee or something <clears throat> like that. But what I'm saying is if there are markets that are outside of transparency, Mm -hmm. um, how can well, we have how, that now? How, there is volume. You, does it help the price though to have trades that are outside of public review? Yes, but it does help the price. Not for the the reason you might be hinting at. The reason the re hex benefits from any type of awareness, positive or negative, yep. because the product is so amazing. If people hate hex and they talk about what a piece of shit it is and some people go and decide to look at what a piece of shit it is, they buy because it's amazing. So we benefit from positive news. We benefit from negative news. We benefit from any eyeballs at all. So those other markets that you're talking about, which are inferior centralized markets with great counterparty risk, those markets have participants in them that haven't seen the product before. So for those entities, any awareness, you know, so let's, let's take a look like Monarch Wallet, right? ZKSync.io, world's first layer two airdrop to a quarter million addresses of Hex. And then the Monarch guys are nice and smart enough to add the uh, price feed 
of the layer two to their wallet. First, first time I think that's ever happened. So Hex had the first airdrop on layer two and Monarch might've been the first wallet to show layer two balances. Well, then now we've got a quarter million addresses with wallets installed that are watching the hex price go up and they see these giant green numbers and they're like, Oh yeah, I might want some of that instead of this other shit. So those eyeballs, those awareness that the, just getting your price feed into the consciousness of, of, you know, hundreds, thousands of people that has great value. And that's what happens when you list on exchanges that have real users. There are a lot of exchanges that do not have real users. The majority of exchanges do not have real users. They're fucking scams. And, you know, so it's, it's useful to have the hex ticker symbol and opportunity in front of users on all exchanges while doing your best to get them the fuck out of there. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like a people in abusive relationship. That's what, that's what normal exchange users have is an abusive relationship where the exchange punks these poor bastards by removing their privacy, making them beg for their own money. You basically need to empower them, you know? Yeah. So we can't, we can't get them out of that relationship unless they know that we exist and, you know, part like, so getting on some of these exchanges to then migrate their users off of them is a superior outcome for everyone. But this exchange and, you know, sorry guys, like perfect. Do something better. Go be a liquidity provider on Uniswap and close your fucking centralized shit. <laughs> Do you see uh, like MetaMask has become just a, 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 you say it and it's it's almost like saying I'm going to Google something or I'm going to Xerox something, something you think about all the time now that I've been in cryptocurrency for years. And now you can do direct swaps inside of it, although the price is not the same as what Uniswap can offer. Do you ever see that changing as far as a DEX that's preferred? Hmm. Are you asking whether a superior DEX will appear that has different features than Uniswap? Is that a question? Yeah. Well, uh, (laughs) Uh, it might be news. (laughs) Might have heard something. Uh, (laughs) I think, I think that, uh, Uni V3. (laughs) I think it might be a hex product. might be a hex DEX. The OA might, I'm trying to think of how I can answer this. He <laughs> just did. You have to sign it. Yeah, I think, I think that uh, you could have a DEX with some superior features that Hexkins might really like and, and put a lot of liquidity into that would replace Uni in its entirety. Cool. So, yeah, just kind of, you know. The devs that I know are working on uh, some big payday-related things right now, making sure the UI is is reporting visually what's really going on in the contract, uh, APY percentage-wise. But uh, I wish... uh, I know a lot of other devs that are doing other shit, and I can't tell you about it right now. But when it's complete, uh, probably I'll tell you about it. When it's It's going to be cool. That is enough. Yeah. So, so, I mean, the, so like, I, how long? Like, how long have you been waiting for margin trading for Hex? How long have you been waiting for that? The year. whole reason I created the Hex Bear chat room was so that people could get destroyed shorting Hex. <laughs> but you still can't fucking short it anywhere. Right. So I'm still waiting for those guys to meet their doom 
<laughs> so basically, like the hex bear chat, and I even tweeted it out today. So, like, so this fourth dimensional chess I'm playing like all the time, but people don't realize it. So, like, what what founder of a cryptocurrency operates a people that think the price is going down chat room? It's just me, I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I want all the narratives to be served by hex for the people that are long term. Uh, staker class i want you guys for the fomo tar degen adrenaline addicts come on in boys if you're gonna lose money fucking lose it here you'll do better at least you won't get exit scammed at least you'll lose it the way that you anticipated right by buying tops selling bottles if you are if you're a fucking hater and you're you're excited by the drama of a 90 percent down day and want to fucking talk shit and all that come on in come on in but you'll buy eventually it's all good talk shit now but as, as you see those green candles, at some point, you're going to capitulate and fucking buy. That's what Hex does. It makes you play. It's the best game in town. And then, so I published, I published that because like, we've got our community. And if your community is already all in and you want these big ass green candles, you got to get more community. So where's it going to come from? Let's get some community from the haters. Let's get some community from the DGENs. Let's get some community from the... the uh, <clears throat> Passive income, that's the term I was looking for last stream I was on. Passive income, guys. People like the memes, let's get some of them, you know? Uh, it, like, I want to, to, to show what we have, which is amazing, to so many different uh, demographics of people that we get everybody. So, and, and then if I tell you, don't trade, you'll get wrecked. And definitely don't margin trade, you'll get wrecked. But they're going to do it anyway. Well, then I would rather when they get liquidated, it pushes up the hex price, which is what yes. spot trading margin trade, which spot traded uh, margin will do. People will go short hacks and then math will be like, yeah, you're liquidated. And then people that may have disliked hacks and wanted to short it out of spite are going to be forced to buy higher than it was when they opened their short, you know? So it. I've been waiting for that, and it's going to be great when it happens. But it has to be spot. It can't be derivative, right? You have to buy the real coin to sell your position. That's that's the key component to, to really add a value to the ecosystem. Um, there's so many angles, right? Like, there's so much hex. Man, think about how many months it would take to really figure out the fuck's going on in hex. Is this, it's just so deep. It's so crazy. Uh, 354 <laughs> days. <laughs> We're still counting for myself. So, so uh, you know, there's like, I, I, every day it seems like, like, dude, everything, like you guys talk about stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, how did you, like Richard, you're coming up with stuff like trading things. And I'm like, Oh my gosh! There's yeah. actually going to be more to this thing. <laughs> like I thought, we, and, I thought we were done. Yeah. I thought that this was it. But now it's like, hey, there could there could be stuff that's built on top. Like that is, just that's awesome. Out, like, like it's yeah. what the community wants. But it's like, man, yeah. Like I and in this, and it's, I'm a pretty smart dude, here. and I'm just figuring some of the stuff out now. Like reverse stock merger and the analogies to like De Beers and shit. I'm those like only hit maybe a few weeks ago into my brain, and they're powerful. They're so Super. powerful and so strong. And I was like, fuck, yeah, you know? So if I'm just figuring this shit out, like, 10 months in, you know? Like, God forbid everybody else. Like, it's fucking... <laughs> that, that, that's why it's, it's so not. cool to have so many other people looking at other angles that we discover things together, you know? That's that's how cool the system is. Yeah. Hey, Richard, Matty Allen has a uh, cameo that he wanted to do for I'm ready. 
I like the Hodor one. That was cool. Yeah, like that was awesome. I like the Hodor fucking oh, yeah. cameo because he's like, yeah, I know about crypto and I know right. about hold. He's like very yeah. specific. Like, so I wanted to um, just bring up this this idea that you brought up, Richard, about the 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 emerging properties of Hex. Um, and the fact that in some cases it seems like it might hex might already be a, kind of a life extension technology, in the sense that you know it gives people an incentive to take care of themselves for longer and to be able to live longer. And I think I think we will discover that it is going to be really important for mental health, and that hard money is going to have a really strong effect on people. Um, and and that, and that is what Hex says is the hardest money, and it's harder than Bitcoin, and 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 so it's it's extremely exciting to me for that reason. So I wanted to thank you very much for everything that you're doing and continue to do. Terra shares, T shares, <laughs> the concept that those become rarer and rarer and more expensive. I think I think pivoting to the T share price is an excellent idea. Um, yep. It's Genesis shares. Yeah, get your like, get your t-shirts before we, you have to get b shares you know <laughs> yeah with that for those that are listening what that means is like yes you can get trillions of shares now which is why they're called terra shares or t shares i think terra shares sounds cooler but t shares is like a good nickname so it's like i'm not sure which i probably am going to use t shares probably use t shares um just because i couldn't get terra shares.com oh well uh, <laughs> uh if you if you think about like this the mental health wellness living a good and healthy life having passive income gives you fuck you money basically you can do what you want to do without having to slave i got to tell you this last year i did not get to do what i wanted to fucking do <laughs> i had to be at my fucking computer all the time now, probably I'm still going to be at my computer all the fucking time, but by choice, not by necessity. You know what I mean? And I can tell you, it's, it's you know, when the AA ended, it was like, fuck, finally. Thank God. <laughs> you know, like now it's it's like it's one less thing that you have to look at. Now we've got just ethex.com, just the open market price. You don't have to worry about like arbitrage fucks coming in and doing shit. Like yeah, you know, it's just so, it's so beautiful. It's, it's like, it, it's, it's lovely. Cause you, you know, when the AA was open, some days people get a better deal. Some days people get a worse deal and you're not, you're not sure how that variance is like, like good. But now, you know, like if you want to buy, you're gonna have to push the price up. Well, mm. people want to buy. So your coin's not even a year old yet. It's fucking great. So now I, I really I really believe that the end of the AA is very, very positive. Very, very, very positive for the price. Because all that thing could do is sell. That's the only thing the AA could do is sell. You, you, it, it, it couldn't, you couldn't, it was a market that only had, well, it wasn't really a market. It was a place where you could mint tax and that's it. Like you couldn't, there wasn't any buy pressure that could come from it. You know what I'm saying? There's only sell pressure that could come from it. But now that shit's gone. And so now, like, fucking ETHX 
Oh, by the way, like Uniswap goes down, ethex.com stays up. It's so good. It's like everybody's shit fails all around us, and Hex just keeps running fucking amazing. Like, at what point are people going to respect and realize it? Like, come on, guys. We're beating all your asses, but you're pretending it's not happening. Our chart beating your asses. Okay. Our community beating your asses. Our fucking features are beating your asses. Our uptime. Everything. We're, we're killing you guys. At what point are you going to fucking realize? You know? It's, 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 I saw a funny, like, chart of, like, a, a bell curve, like an IQ bell curve. And over here was the uh, low. They love hacks number go up. And then here's the smart money. Hex scam. And then here's the absolute genius money. Hex amazing. But these guys that think they're smart, they're in a rough spot because, you know, they, they, don't, they don't get it. Like, our shit's better. But they're just, they haven't fully engaged. They haven't read the white paper. They don't really know what the fuck's going on. They don't understand how the price acts in a, a stock split. Like, they're just stupid people. Not stupid, like, they're, they're so smart that they haven't engaged their critical thinking facilities to to realize the greatness. And when they finally do, when they finally do get it, they'll be like, oh. And you have this like story biblically, like Doubting Thomas. There's even yeah. users that are like Hex Doubting Thomas and shit. Like, yeah. like people that used to hate Hex that now love it because they had to learn about it. And we've seen this like a few times, you know, where their biggest hater is like oh yeah actually this shit's pretty good <laughs> i i have a I, I have a deep psychology question to ask uh it, and then we can get to flavor flav if, if that's okay all right yeah man. <laughs> um that's great so, so so i i used to work in a neuroscience laboratory where we paid people to quit smoking for four months and uh it cost about a thousand dollars to pay a, a tobacco smoker to quit smoking and I always found that kind of interesting because tobacco smokers, of course, spend many thousands of dollars over and over again, and many of them want to quit but can't. That's because with paper money, um, it's not programmable, and so you can't pay yourself. Once you're willing to do work for someone else, but you're not able to do work for yourself. Why is that? Maybe because it's... Uh, it, um, be, because that's not a function of money, right? Uh, it, it's a medium of exchange. It's a unit of account, right? It's it's uh, um, uh, all those economics things, right? That that money is. But I think paying yourself could be a new function of money. And so my question is, did, uh, with hex being, in a sense, a bearer instrument because it is actually the value that you have, it's not representing some other value. Um, it, does that make it better than a point system? Well, you've got two diverse systems there that I'm not sure that you can cleanly merge into one. So I'll address the, the yeah. human psychology issue first. We are social creatures and we are collectivist and it's how we become more powerful. For instance, if you're in the uh, if you're in the Serengeti in Africa, and you're a lion, you get to keep your kills usually, but sometimes hyenas will come in a pack, and you got to fuck off, even though you're king of the jungle, the lion. Why? Because the hyenas, well, one, they're pretty badass individually, but as a group, they're really fucking dangerous. Like they have the the strongest bite force, I believe, of any mammal. Like they just break through bones. They're just like, 
shatter that shit. Um, so the reason that hyenas can in groups outperform lions is because of their numbers. And so humans have developed a ton of strategies to be more effective in groups. So for instance, the whites of our eyes are very visible. So you can tell where we're looking and we use that as signaling. So if someone has shifty eyes, you know, they're planning some shit that ain't good. You know that. And if some, if you ever look at girls on Instagram, their selfies, they're always like, they're always looking at you out of the side of their head because our psychology, our brain is like, oh, they're, they're, they're making an effort to look in a way that would be uncomfortable for them naturally because they care so much about me. That's what it triggers in your mind. And by the way, this shit that I'm telling you right now, I don't know that anyone's ever said this before. I think I might've heard the eye whites thing somewhere else, but this like girls looking out of the side of their eye shit, I might've just like invented that. I may have known it for a while, but I don't think I've ever told anyone. And I definitely didn't read it. So this might have been new content that I am the originator of to explain the, the psychological, sociological reasons for emergent behavior that you see in social media and in, in the masses. <clears throat> so what other things do we have as humans that allow us to operate better in teams? We have this concept of reciprocity, which is tit for tat game theory, which allows everyone to, to effectively work together better. If, if we lived in a world where tit for tat wasn't the dominant uh, optimized strategy for interaction, then you know, you'd have people defecting all the time and you wouldn't be able to outperform other groups, like other groups out, outperform you. So it's a lot of, a lot of what you do as a human, it isn't actually for you. It's for others. So like my, mm. I'm, my hair looked great when I woke up, looked absolutely fabulous, but I had to cover it up with this hat because that's what we're doing today as a community. So I modified my behavior as an individual for community cohesion and excellence because the group dynamic is more important than, you know, my n nice hair today. So, so the reason that you're willing to do more for your coach or for your loved ones is because there's actually a larger profit and payout in it. You'll be invited to parties. You'll get that dopamine hit from hugging and high-fiving and dancing and celebrating. Like when you see Ski Cat hit Hexo with a Ninjet, he's fucking dancing. He's going for it, right? <laughs> but if there was no Ski Cat, do you think life. he'd be dancing around? No. That's something that comes from, from others. So you mm. can't you can't be oh, you can't live the best life as a human without others. And you can't live the best life as a human unless you care about what some other people think. So I mean I'm as about as cocksure and strong and cocky and believe in myself as can be and I still greatly care about what other people think. Because there's their ability to modulate my behavior makes my outcome mm. superior. So if you choose the right peer group and you care about what the right peer group thinks about you, you won't fall into Michael Jackson-esque behavior where you die from shit people would tell you to stop doing. Right? Like everybody, you know, I told everybody I had a shitload of energy drinks, which by the way, I don't usually do. Like I, they don't even taste fucking good, right? I, don't usually, I usually don't fuck with them. Um, but that day, right, I wanted to be awake for the whole fucking day. <clears throat> Well, everyone was messaging me like, hey, man, those energy drinks are bad for you, man. 
you know? Six is like, too yeah. many, man. You're right. They suck. So not going to have them. And then, like, so when you, and by the way, like, imagine if I took everybody's advice on diet, that'd be fucking healthier, right? So if you can take good advice and you have a good peer group, that is very beneficial to you. Mm. So so it's it's good that that we can take other people's advice. And and I think the reason that people find it so hard to take their own advice is because if you if you don't do what you said you were going to do, are you going to stop feeding yourself? No. You're still going to are you going to stop jerking yourself up? Nah, nah. You're good. <laughs> so so if you if you fail yourself, you're still kind of cool with yourself. But if you fail others, man, you know, like if people invite you to some shit and you just always say no, they're going to stop inviting your ass. You can't get invited anymore. So, th- so it's there's and, more profit. And, um, and it, and yet with hex, it's the first time where you can make a promise to yourself and you have to keep it more or less. It is neat right? in that way. Yeah, it is neat in that um, way. It allows you to create a new. <coughs> it forces you to have the right behavior, and then by yourself, if you choose not to have the right behavior, you're going to pay everyone else that did. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Very, very cool. What other coin do you know that you get paid when there's a dip? Oh, there's a dip? People are emergency end staking? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, <laughs> price volatility? That you were warned about on the homepage. Homepage. Shit goes to zero. Flash crashes. 85% dips all the time. Look at the fucking chart. This is our fifth 70% plus dip. You knew what was going on. The chart is very obvious. The fucking text is very obvious on the homepage. You knew what was going on. So it's like uh, if, if, people, if people can't learn to modulate their FOMO-tardedness, then they will be harvested for the greater good of the people that get it. And that's better tell the than truth or, it some shitty market maker. <clears throat> do you want to tell the truth or do you want to delay gratification? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, it's, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful system. Like, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And, it, you know, it's great that we could copy some components for it directly out of other things that we know work for trillions of dollars. This concept of being paid 20% more for every extra year of length that you commit is copied directly from the legacy CD market. And I'm going to emphasize that more on the website soon. Where did I you think get once the people... t-shirt rate? Say again? Where'd you get the t-shirt rate? Where, like, where did you get the t-shirt price and stuff? Like, that's something that's like, I know it's something that you could, you know, it's always going to be ratcheting up and, and, and like that's well, that just, super that just genius. Came from and it's like, like, it, you know, it was really, really, really hard to understand for months until you yeah. really put out that graph where it was like 11, you know, 10,500 hex yeah. equal to one t-shirt. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now it's way easier to understand than like, yeah. well, I don't know what the, what was going on before, but it like the pri- or the rate didn't make sense to me. Like 1.01115.5. Yep. 1, yeah, it, it was like, it was like measuring Satoshi's almost where you're just yes, like, oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's a lot. It's like you knew there. It for you. It's like looking at, if you look at any complex system, there's lenses that let you see so so if you take a piece of art and it's three-dimensional it's a sculpture you can look at it from this angle and you're going to see the front okay and then if you move yourself and look at it from the back you're going to see the back of it and your experience of the thing is wildly different now because you're seeing in a totally different side of it but the thing itself is the same it hasn't changed you've just changed the perspective by which you're looking at it so two different ways to look at that are 
perspective or lens. So <clears throat> in Hex, there's so many components that you could see different ways. You have to kind of look through all of them to find the one that is the best. So let's, so let's talk about share price. Share price is how much, how much more expensive it is for a new guy to get what an earlier guy got. That's what share price is. So when we used to use the share rate system, if you saw a 1.13 share rate, that means that you're paying 1.13x more today than a guy that got in day one. That's what it meant. But the problem with that is that you end up with a chart that goes from one to 1.13, which isn't that exciting. But if you then, if you then instead choose the hex per T share price, it is the same. You will see the same percentage increase. You will see people used to pay X and now they pay 1.13 X, but the numerals are a lot higher. So instead of starting at one and going to 1.13, you're going from like 10,000 to 13,000. It just works better. Yeah. Better display. Yep. Right. So it's the same data. <clears throat> it's the same ratio, but it feels a lot better because there's more units. And it, it's like, it just works better. Right? It's like, so, it's like, why does this amount of salt taste better than slightly more? It makes a difference. We're more delicate. And Richard, if I may, I, I had an idea that I thought sure. would be nice if we can turn that into dollar amount. Agree. Like we, we do the number yep. times the value of hex. Yeah, I agree. And that becomes a chart. So one of the biggest differences, I, I, I wonder what go.hex.com would look like if it pulled the hex USDC price and multiplied it by everything. Mm -hmm. And I would need somebody to show me some mock-ups in green candle environments and red candle environments to try and simulate what effect that would have on participants. Mm. Because I, I feel like, I, I don't know that in all situations it's a superior system. Um, to, to say like how much is- So hex.live has made that decision and just multiplies it already. So if, so if you use hex.live or staker.app, you're gonna see USD values for people purchasing selling all those things. So I, I would like to kind of interview people that, that use staker.app and that use go.hex.com and, and, and hear what they believe and feel the differences are. And I mean, hell, since you guys are here and you use both, I mean, uh, tell me, I have to, I, my gut feeling is that people probably like the, the dollar figures more. Hell yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think the dollars, dollars, dollars I get paid in, dollars where I end up spending. All the, all yeah, the, all the people that I've onboarded love the staker app dollar feature for sure. Yeah. It's, it's something they can yeah. relate to because right. you can see, yeah. you know, this is my payout, this is my daily interest, this is my right. cash flow. That's my yeah. money. And they're aware yeah. that it's going to change drastically. They're fine with that. They don't care. It's the okay. dollars already the no i just want number go the, up the dollars already dollar. the unit of account and also yeah. it uh, it's going to devalue by half in purchasing power over the next 15 years so that's going to make the right. price of hex seem to go even higher 
It just right. needs to be controlled on the negative side a little bit because it's it's a force multiplier on the right. when the price is going up, but on the price right. down, it could it could really flood people out, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. yeah, that's all right. Yeah. And, and <laughs> my, my only thing for you, Richard, is that on the Goda hex, I, I I don't know if it's if it's a good idea to do the dollar thing because they might trying to come after you and say, oh, expectation, yeah. you know, yep. that's that's the one thing on Staker at yeah. least the state that's third party. Yep. But on the Goda hex, I think I think we need to be careful about that. Kareem is uh, saying what I'm thinking, so yeah. Hey, I, I take it. I take care of my family. We need to we need to keep the golden goose. <laughs> and then and then you've got other things like, it, what if someone grabs a flash loan to try and play on the uh, like it, it, it? You could have volatility in one market, and then you didn't have it everywhere else, right? And then it's going to show. So your, your choice of price Oracle or, you know, I prefer no price Oracle. So I prefer the Uniswap price, which is awesome because it's also the most liquid market. So it's the most real price, you know, so it's a truth. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of nuance to showing those. So for instance, staker.app had some failures recently, not because they failed, but because their API providers failed. Yeah. So they were pulling the hex USD price from Binance and Coinbase, Coinbase. That shit mm-hmm. failed. and they were pulling it from Binance and that shit failed. And so now they're like, all right, I guess we'll fucking skip everyone else's APIs and just pull it off the chain ourselves, which is what they've done now. But they had two, you know, outages from upstream API providers just sucking, you know. And then I preferred go.hex.com never have that shit. So, I mean, if we're pulling Uniswap price directly off chain, we don't have it. But, you know, you're going to V1, V2 are going to be different. Probably Yobit and HitBTC are going to be slightly different, and then you know, it's just an extra layer layer of complexity that it's probably other it's probably other features I'd rather work on currently. You, do, I'd love do to you see some mockups. Do you think Hex would benefit from having being able to borrow on your on your assets, like borrow on Liquid Hex? I heard I heard this idea from you, yeah. and At, just, I'm I'm eighty percent against it. And twenty okay. percent, yeah, maybe that'll work because I misunderstood something. But if I understand things right, I'm eighty percent of the idea that it's bad. So <clears throat> I'll explain it. Why does the hex price go up? Because the demand exceeds the supply. Why does the demand exceed the supply? Because the supply is severely restricted. What is it restricted by? people's desire to hold or people's necessity to hold because the code makes them do it because they burnt their coins when they locked them and there's a time component pretty sure all those things are 100% correct infallible those things I think which means what if we introduced a new system by which you could trade stake tax well now you've created virtual supply there's no, there's no need to. There's no need for anyone to unstake a coin, because they can just trade a staked coin. <coughs> and then where, so the obvious thing is, okay, well, you don't have any emergency unstake revenue anymore. That's the obvious thing. But I, I yeah. believe the real problem with it is, if I understand it correct, and I'm, and I'm putting it at eighty percent. The real problem is, if if value is created by staking, through making supply not be able to hit the market is sell pressure. And then you create new virtual supply 
that can hit the market as sell pressure and absorb buys. And so whereas someone that wanted to buy would have to buy one of the few coins that was unstaked, now they can buy one of the few coins that's unstaked or all the other coins that are staked. It's just going to suck up buy pressure. Like, I think it's going to be dog shit for the price. Like, it really, the only way, the 20% chance that this would be positive is that that particular game mechanic introduces so much extra demand that it cancels out all the extra virtual supply. And I, I'm of the belief that it would not bring that much extra demand because I don't think that that particular game theory component of buying like a bond or T-share is kind of, well, I mean, a, a, a treasury bill, a T-bill, sorry. Yeah. Um, so I, I, think, I think the analogy would be trading stake tax would be similar to T-bills and bonds, but I don't think that the demand for those things is strong enough on its own to counteract all of the virtual supply that you're creating by allowing purchase pressure to go towards things, new things that didn't exist before, directly subtracting buy pressure from the very restricted and limited supply um, that we've worked very hard to create currently. Right. So, so yeah, I think it's a bad idea. And I, I suggest that the many people that have told me that they want to do it, I say, no, don't, thanks. Yeah. And then the risk well, of that system, go ahead. Oh, I, I just meant that. So when, when I was talking about this, this was this was for some time way down the line when hex is a more, it's a little more state. It's a lot more. It's it's an older market in, in that. Maybe it could work in that environment, and it may be that, so emergent we can't stop it anyway. But right. the, the risk the risk is, well, one, it you do actually see very few things built on top of other things that are successful currently. Currently, the things that are successful all across the crypto ecosystem are tier one things. Tier two things in general don't do very well for whatever reason. So two, there is a tax surface risk from adding any abstractions on top of the core thing. So the core yeah. thing is is minimum attack surfaces you can have. And, and any abstractions on top of that, you get all the risk of the core thing plus the extra shit that you added. So, yeah. you know, I, I think that the 263X that we did in less than a year and top five market cap in less than a year is very good. Very, oh, very, yeah. very good. And to attempt anything that may modulate that excellence probably is not good risk reward ratio. Right. In my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the main reason I thought about that is just I was just trying to see which way hex could evolve at some point because sure. it, it's yeah, once, man, I, I, it's a great you know, yeah, you know, once the money gets big enough and everything like that, you know, you'll have you could have just some fucking you know, just terrible third party entities trying to come into hex, and there's nothing we can pretty much do about it. It's almost like they're yeah. not a, they're sort of in a way attacking the system, sort of like they were creating like a. Um, We've futures already market. had them, man. We've already had them with all well, this. You know, game, I mean, but man. I mean, I mean, you really think about it. Money. Yeah. Oh, like uh, real money. You know, where they all, right. That's the reason why the share price is your defense mechanism. It protects you against the new big world that comes in. But the thing is, you have to believe in the system and stake and not unstake. So that hedge that you have a little bit protects you against the new guy that comes in with a lot more money. Because the thing with that idea that's also very dangerous that we haven't talked about is this is like a derivative on steroid. Some people can get wrecked because 
another guy that learns it with a lot of money comes in, buys the whole thing, stake it, push the price up, and then trade it, and then wreck people. That can become a. But truthfully, you know, at least in our fiat system in the United States, if you have, you don't even have to have like good credit. You can have shitty credit. The access yeah. to capital to, in order to basically sell your your hex or to take a loan against your hex, I don't think the return on risk is worth it. You can get, I, I can get people hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, pretty straightforward. And what do you need that money for? Are you going to build a business? Are you building a product? Are you launching something? Or are you just basically trying to buy out of the, you know, take out of the future so that you can live a lifestyle? Are you just trying to be a consumer? So I don't think it's wise for lots of reasons, not just messing with the model of Hex. When, when Dollar Cost asked that question, you specifically said liquid hex. Were you talking yeah, like, liquid yeah. hex? Yeah, I was going to that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, just, it was just kind of cool to hear Richard's side on the other side. So I was like, okay, cool. It's, I, haven't, I haven't heard his opinion on it. Right. The world is a, is a flood with unsecured credit access, though. You don't have to have actual capital at risk. I mean, uh, you know, tangible. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, be, it becomes it becomes dangerous, but th this is why I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bringing it up, too, because I was figuring as I was figuring this out, I was like, Holy shit! You know, like this is a this could actually hurt hex sometime in the future if if a nefarious actor yeah. makes secondary market and stuff. So I'm saying, if if, if that happens, if, then you would respond. So like Uni responded yeah. to Sushi, they're like, oh, you fucking copied our shit. All right, well we'll recopy it better. Fuck off. Yeah. Then you, you would probably copy, hope copy. that the community would do something similar to to a centralized yeah. uh, attack. It's it's like us trying to figure out our our, our defense against quantum computing. That's what I'm right. trying to. Yeah. That, that, this is all I'm trying to say. Cause exactly. It, yeah. Because this because the way I'm seeing hex grow, this is gonna at some point someone's gonna do some fuckery at some point because some entity figures out like holy shit, we got to find a way to control this shit. <laughs> so yeah. like you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then th there's that part, and then there's the other part where we're, how do you feel on liquid hex, like borrowing money on your liquid hex? On that side, right? No, no, so I'm not this, about okay, sure. I'd lo I'd love to talk about that. If you if you attempt to generate yield by putting liquid hex into non hex yield generating system, so if you if you want to take your hex and put it into a hex yield generating system, you stake it. That's what right. that is. Mm -hmm. If you think that you can get a better return on your liquid hex. An example would be being a liquidity provider on Uniswap. So you go to ethhex.com, you click top right uh, tab pool, you click add liquidity, you input an equal amount of Ethereum and Hex, or you can choose other pairs. But I believe Ethereum and Hex is the ideal pair due to the way the order routing contract works. Um, but you know, at USDC uh, Hex, probably also has good order routing. So you, you could probably be okay on that pair as well. <clears throat> but there's no liquidity there currently. There's like $200 there, but there's like 5 million on the, on the main pair. So, right, because... Oh, sorry, go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, I just meant because it's like, if like, let's just say, because in the future, this is just all extrapolating out because I'm just trying to I'm see... Getting, like, I'm getting to the other ways that you can generate yield, if that's what you mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, if, if I'm like, hey, I go to some entity here, here's a million hex. Yeah. Can I borrow? A, can I do a 50% LTV on it or 25% yeah. LTV on it? And obviously, they take that hex and they lend it out to people who, who are trying to do market making in some other market. I think you'll have that, but yeah, the rates will just be very high. Right. So the, the reason the rates will be high, so you will, you will, 
one, you already have that currently in the Uniswap system. So here's here's a place that you can put your hex that's not the core hex contract that is going to give you yield for depositing your hex there. We already have that. Mm-hmm. I think that being a staker has, has outperformed being a liquidity provider. Yep. I think. But that may not always be the case. Who knows? You know, maybe yeah. maybe the volatility increases so much in liquidity, you know, like that you could there are ex- there are realities that could exist. Nah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, nah. Richard, those are those are temporary. Even yeah. even, even if it's a crazy fifty million dollar day, those are temporary. As collateral, but if the price drops, you have a margin call. Basically, you're going to have to come right. up with a cash. Not to wait. Well, and it's going to be more expensive to the borrower. It's going to be no matter what derivative or secondary <coughs> systems concern themselves with the borrowing of hacks. The price to borrow hacks will always be more expensive than other things because your ability to generate trustless interest in hex is so readily apparent and so profitable right. Right. that in order for there to be any extra liquidity for a borrowing market, the rate that people are going to have to pay in order to perform that borrowing is going to have to exceed the rate that hex core contract offers. Yep. Right. It'd be very hard to do. Oh, you wouldn't so, go there. Yep. Exactly. It's going to be very expensive to borrow in short is my, yeah. my guess. It- and then that, that could maybe happen. I'm just saying the situation where that could actually happen is just when there's just so little hex in the market where people are like, they're trying to do something in the market with hex. So they well, have you, to, if, borrow, they kind of have to if borrow. If you want to see shorts get wrecked, then they need to be able to enter positions. And if they want to enter positions, then the borrowing rate has to be low enough for them to feel comfortable doing that. So, I mean, you could have a situation where, I mean, it looks like hex whales whoever they may be, are willing to incur personal loss for ecosystem gain. And I'll, and I'll give you some examples of this. Why the fuck was there only 12% staked for most of the year? What is the effect of that? Well, those guys that could have easily staked would have reduced the return for everyone else. So they would have been making interest instead of everybody else. So the ROI would have been lower. And the market cap would have been lower because those coins would have been burnt and they're no longer supply. So they no longer cause the market cap to be higher. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to guess these things because no one knows who those parties are, whether they're human or machine or whatever. But emergently you can measure what, what the effect of their decisions was. And those, that large portion of supply not staking caused there to be higher returns for everyone else that did stake and caused there to be a higher market cap but at personal loss to those addresses. Those addresses were being diluted by everybody else. So interesting, interesting that. Liquidity providing on Uniswap appears to be a similar situation where those entities that are providing liquidity there are getting a much lower return. So for instance, the people that had liquidity on Uniswap during the big payday, they didn't get a fucking big payday, did they? No, they didn't get any. Free fucking coin. Tragedy of the common. Yeah. They, they got fucked. And the people that have provided liquidity on something that went up 263x sold the price lower the whole time. So guess what? They got fucked there too. So the liquidity providers have been getting a big dick up their ass for a long time. But it's good for the the ecosystem that they did. Makes that. it stickier. So if they happen mm. to have other bags that are large, then it may be worth it for them to take a hit some places 
to make up for it other places. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. So the, so the liquidity providers and, and so, the, so I've given you two examples where it would appear that people are taking individual loss. So addresses are taking individual loss for things that benefit the ecosystem. So liquidity providing a Uniswap benefits the ecosystem greatly. And, you know, having a high ROI percent and a high market cap, I believe, benefits the ecosystem greatly. And I think that when they chose to stake before the big payday to give these fucking sellers less coins to sell, I think that benefited the ecosystem greatly. Um, I also, I think that this loaning of coins at perhaps less than they would have made in the core contract to shorts to let the shorts get wrecked may be another situation where individuals might get a lower return on that thing that they put into that system, the, hey, come and short and get destroyed system. Yeah. But it would be made up for by those liquidations causing buy pressure. So you're taking new economic energy in because they think they're going to make money shorting, but then they get liquidated and they're forced to buy. And now that money that was over there is now in the Hex ecosystem. So, you know, I eagerly look forward to such an opportunity presenting itself where shorts can get fucking wrecked. I I really look forward to that. I have been looking forward to it for 11, 10 or 11 fucking months. I mean, while there's about 1,500 people watching, do you want to explain why the OA is such a good thing? Or can you explain why the OA is such a good uh, entity to have in in a good, in in the environment? Because, I mean, maybe a lot of these people haven't, I mean, we all, we kind of, all of us kind of know, but. uh, Well, the the interesting thing is like, I don't, the Hexagon community is so much different than other communities. Everybody on stream knew there'd be a dip and bought the fucking dip pretty much. I mean, we saw Hex and buy the dip live. <laughs> How many other communities are fucking prepared mentally for price volatility? They know it's coming, it's expected, and it's treated as an opportunity, and we celebrate it, and we're happy as shit on stream. I don't think I've ever seen any other speculative community of any form, including cryptocurrency, have that behavior ever. Hey, 90% day? Fucking awesome. My friends are going to get in. I've been telling them. You know? Like that's, that's amazing. That's progress. Like when your expectation of reality matches reality, you have a great chance of being happy. When your expectations of reality don't match reality, you can be pissed off, you know? So it's, it's that, that's beautiful. Now this, this whole OA thing, right? What percentage do you own of all the Bitcoin? Point oh 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 one. Okay. Well, what do you give a fuck if that changes to like an extra O in the front or two extra O's or like, it's, it's kind of like irrelevant. doesn't matter. If you, if you bought Amazon stock and Jeff Bezos owned 99%, 99 99.9, 9.9, do you give a fuck? Does it make any difference to your ability to sell at a higher price and make profit? doesn't make any fucking difference at all. So people concern themselves with all of these vanity metrics that have no effect on their profitability whatsoever, but they just, they don't know any better. For instance, volume. Who the fuck makes money on volume? LP. Market makers, exchanges. Do users make money on volume? No. No. 
can you put orders on the volume chart? No. So you can't put bids on the volume chart. You can't put asks on the volume chart. The volume chart can't fill your fucking orders. So what is it? Really the volume chart for most of crypto is how many fake volume bots they have running. Yeah. And that's it. That's, that's the volume of most crypto. Now, nomics.com removes a lot of that shit. Cool. But there's still a lot of it there. A lot of fake shit. That's one of the great things about Hex is when you look at the Hex volume on Uniswap, it's real as fuck. Those are real ass orders, real ass people with real ass other positions. And you can look at what other coins they got, what loans they got, when they got in, when they got out, what stakes they have. You can see fucking everything. It's the most legit trading volume in the entire fucking world. There's like, it, I, you can't possibly have cleaner volume. It doesn't exist. There's no like wash trading in there. You don't see someone buying and selling for themselves. I've never seen it. I don't think I've ever seen it a single time. So people care about volume. They probably shouldn't. People care about market cap. They probably shouldn't. You. So, okay, can you place orders in the market cap chart? No. Does the shit with high market cap drop like a motherfucker? Yeah. Right. Bitcoin <laughs> dropped 65%. It has like a 200 billion market cap roughly. Dropped 65% in two weeks. Only a few months ago. Okay, well, what about the absolute illiquid dog shit? Uh, drop like an extra 10%. <laughs> what? But my blue chip. So, yeah, people care about a lot of shit they shouldn't care about. So now we come into like ownership percentages. Do you know what percentage of Amazon Jeff Bezos owns? No, you fucking don't. And it doesn't really matter. Do you know what percentage of any fucking company anybody owns? No, you really don't give a fuck. And it doesn't really matter. You don't know. But what I will tell you is those six most successful companies tend to have owners that own a whole fucking shitload. Yep. It seems like the more the owners fucking have, the better the companies do. And it kind of makes sense from like an engagement perspective. So, so this concept that like you would want founders to own less doesn't seem to match what works well in the real world. This concept that you want decentralization in ownership also does not in any way match what goes on in the real world. The De Beers company owned 85% of diamond production for hundreds of years. <clears throat> Diamonds are fucking expensive, y'all, because the De Beers company has vaults and vaults and vaults of them. Period. If you, you want to show how rich you are, what are your options? Precious metals and diamonds. And maybe watches. And that's fucking it, right? Well, for hundreds of years, this very common thing has been very, 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 very expensive, more expensive than gold. Why? Because the De Beers company has been sucking in the supply. You can't have any motherfuckers <coughs> because we got them all. It works. And that's the reality. That's the real world. But people, they get into crypto and then they get just smart enough to be dangerous and they think they're smarter than the average guy and then they get shit wrong. So decentralization in the network is good. It provides you censorship resistance. Decentralization in the ownership does not appear to be good. So if you, if you, if you look at Bitcoin, does it drop 85% all the time? Yeah, every three years it drops 85%. But is it decentralized? Some people will tell you that the ownership is decentralized. I'm not sure if it is or not, because 42% of coins are in 2,000 addresses. And then you enter this, this thing of like, oh, but like, okay, how are we going to describe ownership? Is it the fact that these are custodians and that, that someone else really owns it, but then this other custodian actually has the control? And you're like, 
all right, too gray, too weird, whatever. I can't tell whether it's actually decentralized ownership or not. So let's let's just look at other systems. So let's look at the other coins that are now worth billions of dollars. And you go look on Etherscan and you look at, you click, you go to the fucking token, right? You're like, okay, BNB, here, let's go look Etherscan, BNB. You click the token, you click the holders tab and you look and you're like, oh, fuck, like 10 guys on 90%. How's that doing? Really well. Price number go up. And then you look at any other coin where number go up and you're like, yeah, fucking 90% owned by 10 guys. You go to the hex fucking holders chart. It looks a lot better than that, but, but, but better, right? So see how I use that word better? Like my, my, my intonation was that more decentralized was better just because that is what the masses want to believe. And I'm speaking their language, Mm. but in reality, more decentralization ownership does not appear to be better. It, It appears to suck. And, and I think the reason why that sucks is because if you're a fucking whale, I might be a whale on some things. Nobody really knows. Do you need to fucking sell ever? No. <laughs> like, why do you think I made so much money on Bitcoin? Because I never sold because I never needed the money. If I needed the money and I sold, I wouldn't have been rich on Bitcoin. Yeah, I used to mine full blocks when there was 50 block reward. It was only worth 25 bucks at the time. So it seems like I'm bragging, but what am I bragging about? Having 25 bucks in 2010 or 2011. You? Wow, you had $25 in 2011? That's amazing. The only thing that mattered wasn't that you had the Bitcoin then, it's that you didn't sell them. That is what mattered. The people that got rich in Bitcoin, they didn't get rich because they got in early. They got rich because they didn't fucking sell. It's really important to understand that. So it's like guys right now, those people that just sold the 90% dip, there's a good chance those people will regret that for the rest of their life. And if you look back at a price chart of all the other people thought they were smart, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to outperform this by selling it and market timing it. Oh, number goes up without me. And I explained this on my last stream. I'm like, you know, people that did Bitcoin businesses made less than just holding the fucking coin, period. Because it's, it's nearly impossible to outperform something that goes up 263x in a fucking year. You just cannot fucking do it. It ain't happening. And I don't care what business you're in. You could be slanging a rock, which is you know, ghetto for selling drugs. You, you just can't outperform 263x in a fucking year. I honestly had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Are you a miner? Are you mining things? <laughs> I figured I have to define that for you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. I didn't think you did, but I am kind also a guy with a board so. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. Uh, my pleasure. I you know, grew up in a shitty neighborhood, and uh, I have to. We didn't have that many crackheads, though. Just some. Well, crackheads are actually very interesting people. I've worked with a lot of crackheads. Man, the stories I can tell you. The fewer teeth a guy has, the fucking cooler stories get, really. Um, yeah, so for sure. It, uh, so what, what, what the fuck were we talking about? I can't remember. Slang and rock, 263X, trying to, trying to outperform. Decentralization. Yeah, out. Decentralization. Economic. Yeah, so yeah, I try and... Away. Thanks for backing that up so many layers. So people, people have misconceptions about what makes things valuable in a market. And I try to, to cure them of them, but, but it's easier sometimes to just skip that cure and just be like, yeah, look, we're more decentralized than that, even though you shouldn't care about that. So by the way, we're actually at another level. This was, this was to address the OA. So let's look at, so first of all, new market participants, they never actually need to fucking hear about the OA at all. They don't. It's like, it's like going to the store and buying sausage. Shit tastes good. But if you knew how they made it, you'd be like, oh, fuck. Man. <laughs> nah, never mind. 
I'll have some lettuce, you know? So, so when you go to the Bitcoin website, do they tell you that Satoshi has a million coins? Do they tell you the Winklevoss twins has 1%? Do they tell you that, uh, fuck. Grayscale? Tim Drive. Yeah, Grayscale's 2%. Do they yeah. tell you that uh, Tim, Tim Draper's got a percent? No. Do they tell you this plus token Ponzi's got a percent? Do they tell you, I can't remember which Indian. Uh, Shamath, what's his name? Shamath. Yeah. So, like, they don't fucking tell you any of that. Do they tell you there's 85% price volatility? No. Do they tell you there's flash crashes? Zero. No. Hex tells you all that shit because we're more honest. Bitcoin doesn't tell you that. Do they tell you that there's been two inflation bugs? One they rolled the chain back for. No. They don't tell you fuck all. They hide that shit. Why? Scammers. But they don't believe it. They don't realize it. They don't understand it. I explain it to them. We're more honest. We tell people more truth. But people don't realize it yet. They're like, they're just oblivious. <laughs> that makes it harder money. It's yeah. more honest. So, so, so regarding the OA... In the chain analysis that I've done, I don't think the OA has ever market sold a coin or ever opened a stake, but the addresses that it's sent to as well, I don't believe have ever market sold a coin or opened a stake. Yep. Oh, wait. They have open stakes. They did open stakes. Uh, Just, they have open stakes. So they used to be in the very beginning, they'd open very long stakes. Yeah. But they might have noticed that it was reducing the ROI in the market cap. Mm -hmm. So then they just hodled. Is what it appears, um, but but as far as like selling goes, I've never seen a market sell. Now you don't when those transfers happen, like when the OA transfers to a new address, you don't know whether that was a sell or not. It could have been an OTC OTC sale or something. You, you don't know. But as far as like looking at the markets, I've never seen the OA sell sell a coin pushing the I mean, price down. Yep, and better um, yet, some of those addresses they don't even have any ETH in there. So it's like, right. it's like yeah. people are just stupid because they don't even look like, what, what are you going to do? How are you going to move stuff? It's just, right. I never yeah. knew that. That's cool. I don't, I don't even, yeah. So like, so what you end up with, like if, if the addresses that the origin address have sent to continue to operate in that way, what you're effectively getting is an increased market cap and increased ROI percent to everybody well, else in the ecosystem. There you go. And you're getting protection against uh, people that want to airdrop. Oh, mm. uh, you want to airdrop the hex people to try and fucking scam them. Okay. Mm. Well, while you're doing that, maybe this other entity could come along and just shut uh -huh. that shit down. You know? <laughs> so it's like... We'll be like free uni. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and I've even thought of other things. Like, all right, well, we'll have an auto claim and, uh, auto claim and dump bot. So I've already considered like, okay, oh, you want to fucking attack our community? Fine. Auto claim and dump bot, but then they're going to pull liquidity. So then I'll put in a minimum price multiple from from start, and then you'll just forever introduce sell pressure. Yep. And, but you can't get exit. Like I've thought about. <laughs> There's so much shit I'd like to build. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but we, we get, if we I got the time. That's what I told people, man. The hex contract's like an AI, man. What 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 you what you think you know? He already knows what you're thinking before you're thinking it. It's great. It's amazing. This is some cool shit, man. The anti-dumping mechanism. It's just sick. It's it, it, that's that's what I like the most. It's it's so dynamic. Yeah. Like, man. like less than 24 hours ago, so like, oh the market cap. Oh we like boom top whatever disappear and then we come back. It's like magic. 
<laughs> yeah, think think about what level we're playing on compared to everything else in crypto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything else in crypto is like fucking playing with marbles. It's just some chair shit. Longer, we're it's playing fourth dimensional chess. What do you got in Bitcoin? Hash rate and price. price. And no one even yeah. watches the fucking hash rate. It doesn't matter. So you really just have price. That's it. You got less on-chain volume, less retailers. Oh, some billionaire bought some. Congrats. Wow. What else did they buy? Even the Bitcoiners don't even like their Bitcoin. They're switching it to, to like Ren BTC and they play yeah. Ethereum. It's yeah, a make yield. Thing. Yield? We they got yield, bro. Holding Bitcoin, you don't got yield. You got scams. Oh, look, I yeah. put my shit into cred. Cred exit scammed. Oh, you got fucked. They, 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 they didn't exit scam. They went bankrupt. It's different, but... yeah. In so, fact, you ain't get your money. So yeah. call it. It took longer for the FUD video of people that just made FUD videos to make the video than the market cap to recover. Sure. Videos that they were producing and making content that was already antique. And it was only I think I, we were talking about that. I think we'll see that again here where when you see some sites talk about the dump after this and they'll be like, oh, it's, look at the huge dump before we've already gone up. Uh, you know, yeah. it's going to be epic. Yeah, it's already started Discord. Yeah. Full, I just got a whole bunch of shit from Discord. They're just going nuts in there. If right you now. look how fast the market cap went up and it shows it in percentage on Nomics, you're like, it's 2400%. Like, yeah. <laughs> and we're over here yeah. celebrating. <laughs> Watching Hexo freaking market buy on the damn. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was epic. One one of the things I run into that's funny in in this eco the the cryptocurrency ecosystem is that people look at me and they start doing this and start telling me about shit that I should have done different. Design things. <laughs> yeah, different. right. And they haven't even done anything. And you're like, yo, top five, two hundred sixty three x. Shut the fuck up. I don't care about no. anything you're saying. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what you think we should be up like a thousand X right now? Like you got enough. Shut the fuck up. In less than a year. <laughs> yeah. Like you just oh man, you should have done this, you should have done that. No, I was right. Y'all was wrong. Cool. I remember when I was designing hacks and people were like, nah, no adoption amplifier. No. Give it all to the free claimers. No. Fuck you guys. I know what's gonna work better. Free claim only coins that do not have high market. Yeah, I remember when that was a big deal that you added the adoption amplifier. <sighs> Bro, I had a it's fight. Such a huge like cork. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm and like and guys, you want to be able to onboard the planet and uh, that's why I have the bag go up. People lost their minds. If A wasn't there, guys, if A wasn't there. Man, I didn't I didn't lose my mind about it, but it did take me a second or two to like get my head around that. Like only yeah. because I had, I had pl my plan at the gate was like a Bitcoin free claim based claim. I was like, I'm my, my Bitcoin is going to be a big deal to me because I didn't understand the free claim, the free. The, yeah. I didn't get that. You want to know a coin that you could free claim all of it if you're a Bitcoin holder? It's called Bitcoin Cash and it's at all time lows. For oh, I, I right now. trust me. That's, and put, that's my story, man. I literally. I, I get it. Really I, I made that. I made that mistake very hard before. You know, I was. I followed Roger down that path, and that's. And I'm. I'm much better now because I. He, I mean, he's doing. He's trying to make the world a better place. I respect no, I, his outcomes yeah. that he's looking for. But you me can't too, make me up too, man. Giving the wrong guys free coins. You can't. That's why. That's why I. I that's why I followed him and, and changed my machines over. That's why I did that. Is because I. I like what he had to say. But you're right. At the end of the day, the, the price go down. Yep. Yeah. So if, I. If, I, if I chose the right thing. And by the way, I want to give respect to Kyle because he was there to back me up when a few other motherfuckers were. Kyle's on yeah. board. He's like, yeah, man, it's the right play. It's the right thing. I'm like, yeah, it is. And no one else wanted to fucking listen. 
and I just had to do it the right way, regardless of what the fucking community at the time was saying. They were wrong, and I was right. And and it's not the only thing that we had that way. So we also, you know, we we uh, we raised the uh, the referral program payouts. It was originally ten percent. We raised mm-hmm. it to twenty, and then we also added the if you use somebody's link, you get ten. 10. And people are like, "Oh, the OA is going to get more because the OA gets a copy of this." And you're like, "Yeah, but you want people to fucking use it. You want people to use it. People pay twenty percent out. Other programs pay twenty percent. We need to pay twenty percent. You know, like yeah. you you need to be rewarded for using these links, not so that worked out better. What what are other changes we made that were superior? Share price was something we had to add. Um, which is beautiful. Share makes price that fucking price game chart game. forever goes up. You will always pay more. Mm. That's a beautiful design, man. That is the beautiful. most city thing that makes Hex work. Yeah, see, seeing that part flushed out was actually really cool. That was like that was probably the coolest. For part. real, Richard, you need to trademark that shit. I'm telling you, that's like I, well, that's like that's like the eighth gem of the century. Like for yeah. real, real I, I mean, remember back when uh, Bitcoin had, when it was first called that and it was like all the stuff in the telegram chat and these guys that were really smart with the math and the code not before Kyle ever came along and how strongly that Richard was like uh, no because you're only a couple of days earlier you shouldn't get that massive yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's not fair Yeah, it, was it is not fair to show up a day earlier and get 20x by another guy right. and the, the analogy I give is you go to Subway Sandwich they're closing guy ahead of you could either buy one sandwich and then the dude, the sandwich artist has enough time to make your ass a sandwich too. You're next in line. Mm-hmm. But instead the guy in front of you is a dick and he's like, yeah, uh, make me just enough sandwiches. So this motherfucker behind me has to buy them for me. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then he takes all the sandwiches and then you're sitting there having to buy marked up ass sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And then subway don't make no extra money on that. They made the same money, but this asshole that kind of came in a second before you just fucks you over. It yep. ain't good for you, the second guy. It ain't good for Subway. It's just good for this motherfucker that showed up a little bit earlier. Yeah. I don't think that's a good distribution mechanism. I don't think that's fair. Fucking leech. And, that's what we had to fight that. Courts like fight that. I mean, and that that changed the whole dynamics because I mean, it allowed for this like community to grow like this by having a full year to get like I can get yeah, so you many people leave meat on the dog for the next guy, man. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah, leave oh, yeah. fucking yield for the next guy, and that's the reason yeah. there's a cap on the big payday. Uh, there, there's like the reason that there's a cap on the longer pays better is because I didn't want some whale coming in, making some giant fucking long ass stakes, mm-hmm. and effectively destroying yield for the shorter term guys. And then you wouldn't be able to onboard shorter term guys. You need to leave yeah. some yield on the table if you want to have a compelling benefit yeah. offer for the fucking new guys. Leave some meat on the It was so much fun. It was like only like 500 people or something at that point in the telegram or something. And there was this like, like Richard's like, no, fuck you guys. You can't have like all of it. You know? and, then, and then other shit like, why does OA get half? It's like, why not? So some guy emergency end stakes pays a penalty. Why do you, why do you deserve that more than than another party? Like, did what did you do more than the OA? Like, what? Like, this shit wouldn't exist without the OA. The OA could take eighty yeah. percent, you'd be getting a good deal. So be happy with half. Like, you're getting like it's the shit works. <laughs> it obviously fucking works. So why like why not just have it? Um, what else? Yeah. So 
Yeah, I mean the, the logo, man. The changeover on the logo is just fucking. That's my second that favorite part of everything best. after the share raid. Hey, I remember when everyone was like, "Oh, you're trying to steal the Bitcoin brand." You're like, oh, I can't wait to get God. rid of it. Yep. Oh yeah, after my Bitcoin Cash experience, when you said that shit, I was like, "Hallelujah, man! Fuck that shit! Get it out of here!" That word nowhere near my product. My baby is my baby, and I was there when we were designing the fucking Bitcoin logo too. Like uh, I was there for that, you know, choosing the UTC code and like, well, you know, so I'm yeah, like, man, if we, I had to fight hard against my own community to do the right thing. And in the end, it turned out absolutely as I had hoped, you know, the referral program worked very well. Um, the, you know, people that participated in it made millions of dollars. So there was millions of dollars made by being a referrer to hacks. Period. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to jump out and let Steph jump in. Thank right. you again, Richard. This has been a fantastic stream. I'll, I'll, hey, I'll catch you all Thanks again. Thanks for coming on. I like your hat. Hey, Maddie. Awesome, man. Awesome. Maddie, yeah, Maddie, you good answer to the hat question, too. I liked your answer. I, 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 I like it when we all win. <laughs> good one, man. <laughs> It's like when you draw a picture for your parents and you're with your with your sibling, you go, "Which one's better, mom?" <laughs> <laughs> They're I like, like well, "This one's nice, but this one's also good." Yeah. <laughs> hey, Hexo, the uh, the links in the private chat. What what link? The Maddie link. Oh, and then I have a oh, background yeah. that matches it. Um, and yeah, yeah, you play it. Maddie. I can change it again. It's great. actually even more Why funny. Can you see my background? Not really. Yeah, it's Game of Thrones. Screen. I can see Game there of Thrones. It's oh, really God. blurry, kind of. Oh, oh darn. Okay, so it's on Flavor Flav's Twitter. It's a picture of Steve Mnuchin's wife. Oh my gosh! Wow. With like her arm around Flavor Flav. <laughs> oh, I see it now. She's getting. And it's BBC when he place. was in his first six months as the Treasury Secretary. Oh boy! And this is one of the guys that makes the Fed money printer go. Yeah, they printed the yeah, picture. He was right, and so like, so that's a good reason to buy hex, right? Because Burr is coming, right? And like that wow. could mean like Burr, I'm cold because Winter is coming because it's Game of Thrones, <laughs> or it can mean like the Fed, right? That's my not used in any illegal activity, right? <laughs> yeah, I think the U.S. That's, dollar is the premier. Uh, right. Illicit activity yeah. currency, currency yeah. choice. You got uh, the cash. It's easy. They print so yeah. much of it that they can't even truly keep count how much. Like right. people only knew. I mean, they on autopilot, fifty billion a month printing, and it was like many scandal how they lost a trillion dollars. They didn't know where they put the money. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, it's. it's <laughs> it sucks that you got to work so hard to get what they can just accidentally print some extra. You know, I know it's insane. So fucked up. Stealing but, people hey, like energy like that, that macro environment benefits crypto more than most other things. So yep. uh, we're getting outsized returns because of that yep. macro decision they made, yep. which also might be the correct decision for the world. Like I, you, so when they bailed out everybody in 2009 and rewarded okay. people that took big risks, yes, it sucked to reward those guys, but it would have sucked more to have a depression. Yep. So, yep. so a lot of times, you know, the shit that the government should do that's the right thing it's it's the right thing globally but the wrong thing locally kind of shit you know it sucks that it's that way but 
the, the world could be doing a lot worse right now. Yeah. The, yeah, but the, actually- the real thing that they fucked up on wasn't the fact that they bailed him out. It's the fact that they didn't restructure. Like, it's one thing to say, sure. hey, we want a depression. Yep. But like, hey, you fucked up. You're supposed to go out yep. of business. We're going to back you out. But then, Instead of just hand it to our yeah, yeah, we don't just like say, hey, we're going to take half your company. We're going to take control. We're going to do Because at least the taxpayer gets something for that bailout. Yep. Which is, hey, yeah, right. Like, why not let the squat. fucking taxpayer get equity? Yeah. Like, what is this shit? That's what I'm saying. Why don't they get something in return like, for Hey, here's a check. Go do it again. Like, what? Yep. Yeah. It was, yeah, so stupid. If I was in the government, Damn. I'm like, okay, so you want I my money? Stocks. Okay, well, I'm going to get equity then. Yeah, period. Like, they told some companies that, and they decided, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll just go to the private market. We'd rather get nothing for our money instead of something. So What? <laughs> printing lots of money devalues our debt, too. So that's good, but then it screws over the rest of the world, which could be busy being productive, right? Like making medicine and making the world a better place. And so in, in the end, I think... Uh, soft money and inflation are super bad for people's mental health and behavior. And I think Hex Boom has hard money is, is, is better. And yeah. I bet I know somebody who agrees with me. So without any further ado. Lag. <laughs> no further ado. Who, uh, who's the, who hits the play button? Oh, RG, do you have control of the show? No, you can share your screen. If Hexo, I probably. I can? Hexo exit scam does. Let me do it. <laughs> I'll get okay. it. He went to sleep. He went to sleep, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Better not be sleeping. No, right? Two more hours, man. Two more hours. Oh, these two hours are freaking rip your heart out, too. God. I got to tell you, I was real happy to get some sleep, man. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up. I'm going back to sleep. I woke up. I'm going back to sleep. I'm a fucking bad. We can tell you look better. That's good. Thank you God. Good. Yeah, I was sweet. annihilated yesterday, man. Holy shit. I'm going to put the screen on. Pillows and Hexo, we, we thought you exit scam on. You're muted, Hexo. No, I was like, oh, you're back. I hear you. You, you hear me? Dude, I thought the whole thing stopped, and I was like, no way. No way. For 22 <laughs> hours. And then everybody's going to say, oh, you didn't do the whole 24. It doesn't count. Does it count? Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Can you add the screen yeah. share to the to the yep. chat? Cool. Yeah. There you go. Did you click the share audio button? Uh <laughs> good question. Yeah, you gotta click the share audio button. Yeah, Eddie. go back exit back out, redo it. All right. <clears throat> I uh, love talking to you guys, man. I love listening to you. Like talk to really like you, Richard. Yeah, it's great. Got it now. It's just a little nice better than listening there. to you all the time. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I do produce a lot of content, you and do. I got I got back from the editor the Sci Vive book. You know, maybe oh, sweet. a couple months nice. ago. Can't maybe wait. I'll just send it to you guys. Get some feedback on it because I'd like get to a, get a sign. Oh, yeah. that one. Yeah, I'd well. like to. I'd like to get feedback on it because I haven't read it yet. So I I wrote it and then it got edited, and I haven't read the edit yet. Maybe you guys. Check it out. See if you catch any bugs or whatever. I'm sorry. I tried to re- I tried to read the notes, but oh, yeah. it's a hard fucking read, man. Well, no, the new edited version is easy to read. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the original yeah. nightmare mode outline version. <laughs> nightmare mode. <laughs> 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 I, <just would. laughs> I don't think that many people could get through it. It's a hard, 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 fucking read. It's hard. But the I new one, I think it'll be fine. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Flavor Flav wants to say thank you. 
Hold on. Joe Hexotic made the music for this. Miss America, nice. Hey, yo, check this out. This is Flavor Flav in the building for my man Richard Hart. Hey, yo, Richard Hart. You know what I'm saying? I see you created something called Hex. You know what I'm saying? Word up. You know what I'm saying? For the for the crypto com- community. You know what I'm saying? For real. But you know what time it is. Word up. Mm-hmm. G on the strength tip, G. You know what I'm saying? It may pay. It may give you a payday. You know what I'm saying? Of a billion dollar giveaway. You know what I'm saying? I ain't mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't mad at that for sure. You know what I'm saying? For real. But hey, guess what, G? You know what I'm saying? Word up. Being rich is having bling is the best. You feel me? So yo, y'all rock the house. All right, what up, G? Love that Is that a club? Yeah. Yeah. Flavor Flav, man. Love it. Keep creating, bro. Keep creating, man, because you're doing it big, G. You got me, huh? Flavor Flav in the building, huh? Boy, rock the house. Yeah, bro, I want to get a fucking hex chunk the size of his timepieces. <laughs> I want to get like a basic fucking tank armor plate fucking hex chunk. Like, this. dude, that would be hilarious. I just that'd be the I, biggest I chain in the game. I want it, man. Hey, Escatar, I'm gonna take you down real quick. Steph wants to get in. Is that cool? Hey, no worries. Hey, thanks for getting me on. Yeah, Good no job. problem, man. Good seeing you, later, bro. Good seeing you, Escatar. Good you, bro. Nice meeting you. Flavor Flav was perfect because he's got the clock, so it's like a time deposit, you know? Damn. (laughs) (laughs) And he likes bling and stuff. Yeah. Hey, Richard, we need to start game plumbing for for a conference, man. We're going to come and alley in those guys, man. We're going to be on stage, man. Murdering fools. Anytime anytime you put me on a panel, (laughs) you can tell who the real boss is. You just know. You're like, yeah, that guy. Boss. Next time around, we're gonna be front row. They got the, can't wait. They got the biggest. It says it's the biggest Bitcoin conference in the world coming to LA in April. There's probably like 25 people there, though. <laughs> <laughs> we were making fun of it earlier. We said we're gonna show up in top hats and sit in the front row so everybody <laughs> can be over us. Fucking do it, man! <laughs> oh, we're like, going. Hey, uh, we're- you guys, did you claim your free hacks? No. <laughs> oh, I have fun staying uh, poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Richard telegraphs what he's about to say because like a panel will be happening, there'll be in a round table or whatever, and then they'll say something that sounds foolish and Richard will be like he's like he's like ready to go. He's like, Oh, oh I got to say it. <laughs> Dude, that was awesome, Maddie Allen, by the way. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank Thank you. X is awesome. Thank man. you. Those are all awesome. Those actually. Actually. Killing those yeah. things, Maddie. Thanks for that. Stuff? Yeah. Yeah, oh, good. Oh, good. I was just leaving my spot for a couple of hours, but I was just uh, trolling in the chat. Nice, um, man. You were looking great with those sunglasses earlier, bro. Them shits look real good on you, man. <laughs> I like them. Yeah, yeah, it's not good, it's not good. But, uh, Just make sure, yeah, make like, sure uh, you don't have your nudes up on your screen because of the reflection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nudes. I did not look at nudes of myself. <laughs> yeah, my French yeah. accent. Yeah, shit, yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, good. yeah, so what's going on? I mean, look, because I'm on the stream. I don't know what's going on. How's the price? How's the fucking... I mean, I've never got more thank yous, so... I guess community is doing fabulous. We can do a quick check here. Oh, Ethereum on the first five hundred dollars. Thirty-six percent of a penny. Yeah, I think it's pretty good, man. Nice. 
Yes, he's I mean, being steady. If you look at it, we're up 90% from the bottom. Yeah, the bottom I mean, the dip was 90%. nice. And that's, like, if we're going to have a dip and shake out motherfuckers that don't believe, let that dip be brutal. Fucking yeah. let them sell for nothing. Like, okay, guys. Ultimate well, shake out. You don't believe? Fine. Dump your bags. Dump your fucking future. Just go ahead. Chuck it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I don't... If, if you're going to... If you're gonna have like a fucking wick in the chart, like is an eighty-five wick any different than like a ninety-nine wick? They're just big ass wicks either way. And if you're getting up anyway, you just rather go guys leave with less, you know? So I, I don't I don't mind it. And yeah. whatever gets us back up quicker, you know? I'd we're much a brutal, rather have a bunch a of people empty your fucking bags at the bottom than have constant yeah. cell pressure, you know? Yep. <laughs> Yep, and share price went up. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, where's the share price at now? Sixteen thousand oh seventy five. And it was only eleven eight fifty five, I think, before big payday. So, yep, like eleven hundred one. We were just watching it tick up. Is it up like fifty percent. It's up like forty fifty yep. percent. Yeah, almost. That's beautiful, man. And I don't. And here's the thing: I don't think that many people understand what a big deal that is. We were All of the everybody. income from being a hex staker comes from how many shares you have. Damn. And if you want to get a share now, this shit costs 40 or 50% more because the day yep. ticked over. Yep. Genesis and shares, baby. Genesis shares. And Richard, there's another 28 million trillion shares set to expire over the next 24 hours again. I don't, I don't think that those shares are going to move up the share price, but I might be wrong. Hey, if those people listen to my stream earlier, good account. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, I mean, you have the lower market cap and lower inflation, which would lead to lower ROI, but I understand what you're saying. I, I think I'd rather see all those guys end stake and, and have higher ROI, make it easier to onboard new dudes, yeah, and have mar- higher market cap is, is my gut feel. I'm like... And I think that's going to happen naturally because there's still many, many stakes that's going to keep happening after big payday, which is, you know, for the next week or so. Well, I mean, if those guys don't end their stakes in the 14 days, they're going to start burning. So unless you? they want to start burning, they better end within the next 14 That's days. the beauty about time. It doesn't stop yep. for anybody. Yep, true. You do it now or later, but you're going to do it. It's <laughs> the so one thing we all have the same time. Yep. Amen to that. Amen to that. It's exciting. Hey, Richard, I've got a quick question for you. Yeah. Um, so I understand that you know I've been shipping product uh, for my my day to day job, and what when releasing hex, there's some trade off to be made on the the, the the number of features you could put in sure. at the time, and yep. one was the referral for staking. A couple of people have mentioned that, and yep. so um, my question to you is like, how do you? What would you say to Hexicans to? Uh, to participate or contribute to future adoption of the product? The most important part of Hex is outbound messaging. If I see a pretty girl on the street, I'm going to go say hi. Because some large percentage of the time, that hi turns into something a lot more magical. So I'm addicted to saying hi to girls that I think are pretty. So I'm going to go out of my way. I'll run you down. I'll sprint for you. It'll look like I just casually walked up once I closed distance. But to get caught up, I'm going to jog. So you're going to see my fat ass running around for some shit that excites me. It's real funny. My friends got videos of this shit. They're like, here he goes. <laughs> you fat motherfucker chasing down this hottie. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's nice. It works. So I'm addicted to it. I'm fucking addicted. Um, 
Were you ever into the whole mystery thing? <laughs> so the, you know how that dude was like all peacocked out and crit and stuff. I'm familiar. Yeah, <laughs> I've read everyone's materials. Okay, I know all the stuff. But yeah. once you become a master, you're just you don't give a shit about other people's <laughs> materials. You do what works best for you. You know, exactly. It's, it's like comedy, down. really. You could read books on comedy. You could watch other comedians. But in the end, if you want to be a good comedian, you're going to be doing you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be doing somebody else. Facts. Be with so, him. so in regards, so the most important part of hex is outbound messaging. You got to send email, direct messages, ads, talk to people in the street do live streams, whatever it takes to get the word out. That is what matters. We have an amazing product. We have a life changing product. We have amazing community. Everything is beautiful. If you spread this word, it's, it's, it's good for everybody. It's good for the new guys. It's good for the old guys. It's good for everybody replacing the old banksters and the shitty systems that used to exist with high counterparty risk, high fees, high friction. Shitty hours. We're replacing all that with something vastly superior. This is one of the few things in the world that could change the relationship of man and government and give entire countries more freedom. Billions of people could have more freedom because of hacks. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. More time, more freedom, more power, that more efficient true. outcomes for everybody. Like it, you're just removing overhead, removing counterparties, enhancing uh, superior decisions with delayed gratification. Just it, it does so many beautiful things. So outbound messaging is the most important part. Now, in regards to the referral program, someone was nice enough to build an open sourced replacement for the original referral program. It currently exists. It could be deployed. They were nice. They put a dev fee on there, but they were nice enough to say, hey, if you want to remove the dev fee, that's fine. Um, it is open source. So we have a replacement referral program that exists now. The difference is the original referral program inflated to pay the rewards. So there was no localized cost to the participants, either the referrer or the referee. They both ended <laughs> because the system could inflate, effectively allowing everyone else to pay for the rewards of onboarding the user. And the, the positive behavior of, of getting the new user to be aware, which would be the referrer. And the referee is the new user. The referrer is the person that introduced them. The, the difference with the new system is that if you are referred, you are going to get less shares than if you were not referred. Whereas in the old system, you would get more if you were referred. You get a 10% bonus for being referred because it can inflate to do that. But since the inflation phase is over, now all the coins that you're gonna get are harder to come by. You're gonna have to to work harder to get coins now. There's no more easy inflation, that's over with. So the new system is more similar to a retail wholesale where the referrer is the person that's kind of getting the wholesale price and he's marking it up and giving you a slightly worse deal than he got to the referee for the privilege of learning about it and being onboarded. I think it's good. I think it's okay. But it's hard to figure out how to merge that type of system with, for instance, hex.com or go to hex.com. So if you go to if you go to hex.com or go to hex.com right now and you open up a stake, you get all the shares you're supposed to get. But now if we introduce a referral program that reduces the amount of shares that you get by sharing it with the person that referred you, it's like how do you decide who gets the better deal and who gets the worse deal? 
apart. Now for new, for other third parties, like perhaps staker.app, it's not as hard because you guys don't even have staking yet. So if you just roll out with the ref program off the bat and then referees are getting a slightly worse deal, but referrers are getting what is missing from their deal, but, but it's still net positive for them because they would have never known about it anyway. You know, so I guess, I guess my answer is you could use the open source staking referral program to enhance onboarding of new users and onboarding of people that popularize ideas, people that have audiences, influencers, because I do believe in referral programs. I do believe they're effective. We do see them cancering and destroying lives with margin trading to great effect. Many, many, many lives are being destroyed by margin trading because of effective referral programs. If we could get some portion of those guys to, to stop destroying lives, start saving them, tax, that would be net positive for the world. And I don't think we'll be able to do that or even have a chance of doing that without a referral program. So it was it, the referral program in Hex was literally the only one of the only reasons why I started doing videos. It was like, nice. dude, that's you know, you don't see anybody else doing something. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to be creative, so I'm going to yeah. make a news channel, and then they can see everybody can see me every day. They can click my link, and you know, it's like, dude, referral programs work. Like, yeah, that was it was awesome you know. for me to learn. This was the first referral program I've ever done, yep, and near the end, like the last month or two, they really kicked up, and uh, yep. I did well. Yeah, I, I think I, what I'd like to see, so, no, I mean, I'm generating a lot of this thought like real time because I haven't, I haven't put a ton of, a ton of thought into it, but I'm like 85% that these opinions will last. I think we should have a referral program. I'm not sure if it can be on hex.com or go to hex.com. It, it might be able to. If I could find a way for it to happen, I think it would be cool because I do believe in referrals. I do believe in incentivizing good behavior. I think telling people about hex should be incentivized. You know, mm. yep. I think wholesale retail has worked across all product sectors forever. I think it's okay that some people get a better price and some people get a worse price. You know, Hey, coupons exist. You want to bust your ass and find a coupon. You can get a slightly better price. You want to bust your ass and find a way to, to become a referrer yourself or whatever and get a better price. Fine. But you don't want to take that time and you want to reward the guy that brought you on. That's fine. You know, I'm, I'm okay with variable price structures. I'm not, you know, you, we don't capitalism and, and variable markups makes for a better world than centralized price control. Like the USSR tried this, this shit doesn't work. So I think I would probably, I mean, if I were in staker apps position, I would pull out the dev fee. If the project was successful, maybe chuck 10 grand at the dev, make them happy. Um, so 10 grand for the dev, if the project works, which probably will. So probably, probably someone's going to be paying that if, if, if they're honorable, you know, like, hey, this guy built some nice shit. You should get rewarded for it. Um, and he's a member of the community too. So what else? Amen. I mean, does that answer your question? Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, you you covered the the referral piece. I had some, which I think we had some some element as well. But it was just I think I think it's important. I think it's good and it's just delicate for for me or go to hex.com to roll it out straight because 
people are going to get less shares if they click a referral link. And so it's, it's a different mechanic. And so, mm-hmm. you know, yep. I'm just very delicate about uh, what, what I do from, from my end. I, I you know, can you comment yeah. about, um, you know, obviously we know a lot about, you know, gatekeepers and things we can talk about that are the negatives in the crypto space that are not hacks. But are there examples of people or entities that are positive on ramps, you know, potential? Like they're like like we we, we think that Roger Beer is is open minded. Uh, mm-hmm. there's people that talk about being not a maximalist about their particular bag, but they talk about the potential of crypto as a whole. Is there like a, a high list, like a top five list you think of when you look in the space and you know, people that are maybe have influence or at least they're OG? It ain't looking good, man. The influencer community is not looking good. So Roger did claim his hex. Bitcoin.com exchange did list hex. Um, nice. That's, that's good. Ivan said it's not a scam. It just might be a bad project. <laughs> and then We've chills, and then chills the like all these not this nonsense for an entire year. Putts. Sorry, just putts. might be a bad project, huh? Okay, uh, and it sucks that like that is the premier example of what being okay looks like. That, like Ivan's faint praise, is about as good as we got from any fucking influencer. I, like just like, I thought Data Dash was pretty good on the recent. Yeah, cool. Sure, but when did he come out? As late, late as possible. Very late when he had something else to shill of his own. <laughs> you know, and then like uh, some, I don't even remember his name, but it might be Alcoin Daily. He's like, yeah, I bought hacks, but you know, it's because I'm a degenerate and I like to, to gamble on degenerate shit once in a while. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? This shit is better than anything else you've ever bought in your life. What? Like, fuck you guys with your faint praise. Like, you kidding me? 100% uptime, 263x, fuck yourself. What more do you want? What more do you want? Insanity. It's exceeded everyone's expectations. Fuck off. It's, it's like absurd to me. It, it's absurd to me that the only examples, like you said, hey, like what's the top five list of like influencers have said good shit about hacks? I can't, there aren't even five. Nope. And number, like, I I can't think of anyone that has said a fucking good thing about it. <clears throat> Nobody. Well, I mean, the people. There's some new influencers right here. The people that, right. Yeah, so we're just going to have to replace them. And yeah, what they're doing we're right. the competition. And, and once we have more users, then then it's over for them, right? And maybe that's why they're not letting us well, well, can uh, we do our thing. Better and, shit? They just and, don't know yet. What do you, so I'm wondering. What do you think? I'm wondering you? if. Oh. Sorry. What do you think about Eric? Go ahead, Matty. Do you think he's a potential because he was Satoshi Dice and had all that history? Who? It's Eric Voorhees. I mean, yeah. look, I had a meeting set up with him, and then he canceled when the drama showed up. Oh. And then he recently unfollowed me as well, which I understand unfollowing me. Like, I just basically follow hexagons. I unfollowed everybody and only follow hexagons. And I still follow them privately using the list system, but they may not understand that. They definitely... They probably do not understand that. So I'm still following them, but they might have felt insulted when I unfollowed them publicly, but I'm still following them privately using lists. So for my user experience, I still see all their shit, but they don't realize that. So a lot of people that, not a lot, but like some people that used to follow me stopped, right? 
but that's fine. Like here's from my perspective, the people that I follow, the things that they say get to my audience. So how is following like an exchange Mm. that shills a bunch Mm. of dog shit and introduces counterparty risk? How is letting their tweets reach my users to pollute them good for my users? It's not. And so I'll follow some people that talk about like, you know, DeFi shit or whatever. And it's mostly like, oh, look, this thing failed, that thing failed, this thing failed, that thing failed. How is letting those messages reach hex users good for the hex users? It's not. It's bad for them. So like I will follow some people privately using lists, but not publicly. But the downside to that is that my messages have less reach now. Because the people that used to follow me don't because they see that I unfollowed them publicly. So then they unfollow me. Like when someone unfollows you and they have like a following or whatever, the tendency is for people to to be pissed off about that. They like are like, oh, you know, it's like an insult to them or whatever. But they don't understand. Like so, so Andreas did that and he has a pinned post. It's like, hey guys, I'm still following you, but it's just using lists. But he did it for the same reason I'm doing it. He doesn't want users to get cancered up by scams. So he's a soy boy little bitch that has said bad things about Hex because he's a retard and doesn't understand what the fuck Hex is. He doesn't take the time to just even figure out what the fuck it is. But he's happy to talk shit, which is disgusting and intellectually dishonest. But he does some things right. Like he does say a lot of good things about, you know, why cryptocurrencies are good. He does say a lot of good shit, you know, like he, he doesn't do everything wrong. So his position on women's rights in regards to labor and booth babes is incorrect. His, his position on hacks is incorrect. He doesn't even have a well-formed one because he doesn't know what the fuck it is. Um, you know, but he does some shit, some, some shit okay. He probably does more shit okay than wrong, but because he's been a bitch about hacks, I'm, I lay into him a little bit harder. Um, yeah, so the, so the influencer community has been entirely disgusting. I mean, I messaged these guys. I'm like, yo, launch phase is coming up. It's fucking ending. You want to do a vid? Radio silence. Like, okay. So billion-dollar payout. Top five cryptocurrency up 263 in an X, 263X in a year, but not worth talking about. So what are you guys talking about instead? Getting your followers wrecked or selling them JPEGs for 50 grand and shit. You guys are selling $50,000 JPEGs that you know are going to fucking go to zero in the next pair. That's insane. Fuck you guys. Like, there's something wrong with you motherfuckers. Do you think that uh, that's the solution? Do you think that's the solution? Do I think what? Do you think Vitalik will ever have an interview? Vitalik Vitalik will... My prediction with... The the end game for me is longevity technology. Right. Money is not changing my life at all. There's nothing different. It's the same shit. So for me, the only thing that really matters is, is extra healthy years of life, which for a guy that eats like an asshole an interesting paradox so i'd like to i'd like to focus more on health and wellness now right launch phase is over virality's starting to kick in public starting to get aware as soon as that virality kicks in a little bit harder i'm happy to be a healthier motherfucker you know because it's taking a personal health hit for the glory of gains is like not actually the smart play from from a life perspective we appreciate the sacrifice thank you oh yeah Glad, man. Glad. Now with so, the referral system, what I'm already hearing everybody say is that Hex has a ton of social capital and that there's signaling on Twitter 
that um, that people care about, right? And that motivates people in one way or another, whether it's positive or negative, let's say. So if the Staker app is already gonna have achievements, then if there's a refer achievement and like all the new people yeah, coming great. in, they can prove that they got hex from somebody who already owns it, then you don't have to have a monetary incentive. You just have to have a social incentive that already you guys have already idea. built. But, but That's a great well, idea. Before we move on, can you finish the Vitalik thing? Because you're very sure. aligned with his thoughts. You don't really yep. have the same personality, but a lot of his thoughts about quadratic uh, support. Uh, sure. You know, well, I don't, I don't particularly like that one, but so it, <clears throat> quadratic funding is like, yo, we're happy to fund shit that sucks. So let's just do whatever the masses want. <laughs> oh. but, no. How about you curate and choose an expert and they decide just like everything else, like heart surgeons and electricians and artists. Like you don't, you don't crowdsource most things like crowdsourcing only works in a selective set of instances and choosing what to fund in software development. Isn't one of those fucking instances. It's stupid. Um, so quadratic funding for development is dumb in my opinion. We Vitalik and I agree greatly on a lot of shit. And I don't know if he realizes that or not. So I don't really watch much of his content because I don't need to. Right. Like he's doing, it's like he gave a few million dollars to the Sens Foundation to help people live longer. I volunteered for the Sens Foundation in 2006. He donated to them in 11 years later in 2017. So I was, I was volunteering for the Sens Foundation three years before Bitcoin was invented. So I believe that one of the best things that we can do as human beings is fund health. And, and make healthier humans. And he believes that as well, which is why he's funded it. And he is a graduate of the Teal Fellowship. And Peter Teal believes in the same shit and has also funded the Sense Foundation and has also funded crypto. So Peter Teal has funded crypto and the Sense Foundation. Vitalik has funded crypto and the Sense Foundation. And I have funded crypto and the Sense Foundation. I didn't give them funds. I volunteered my time and shot video for them for the sense Two conference and was on stage and shit. And you could look up the videos. So it's like we're aligned in the long-term things that we were focused on longevity and crypto. You can't get a better alignment than that. And there are, there are some other people that have the same longevity and crypto kind of thing going on. I'm the guy that wrote a book to try and popularize longevity investment. None of these other guys did that. Peter Thiel didn't do it. Vitalik didn't do it. I'm the guy that did it. I'm also the guy saying very nice shit about Ethereum. Better than what Vitalik's saying. I sell Ethereum way better than he does and better than Peter Thiel's saying. So the three of us have great alignment in our values and belief systems. We have great alignment in what we've chosen to invest in. And I'm selling it better than either of those guys. So at some point, if they understand what's going on in the world, we will be teammates. But they're busy doing other shit right now. So we're not teammates yet. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's kind of, that's like, if, if Vitalik knows what I'm doing or not, He's helping Hex become something better because of the work that he's doing on the substrate Hex is running on currently. So we're, we're in alignment. Even like, so people 
invest in Hex, and then where does Hex store a lot of its liquidity? On the Ethereum Hex pair, which requires there to be Ethereum sitting there, which holds the Ethereum price up because it's not being market sold. So Hex is good for, I mean, Hex was also the number two user of Ethereum today. And it was number three uh, yesterday. So yep. we're onboarding new Ethereum users. We're forcing Ethereum to be held for liquidity. We're, you know, paying miners fees, which is why, what, how you end up being the number two and number three user. And in return, Vitalik and people in the Ethereum community are, you know, giving us new features that we didn't have to build ourselves. ZKSync.io, we didn't have to build it. We only had to build half of Hex NATO. We had to build the front end, but the back end was done with zero knowledge proofs already. So we're able to synergistically make progress together. And it is, you know, it has the best security ecosystem in crypto. It's got the best auditors. It's got, you know, the best like on ramps, the most liquidity next to Bitcoin. There's like a whole lot of good shit that comes from choosing the right ecosystem. So I guess the answer is, yeah. I mean, when Vitalik's done doing code shit and decides to like zoom out and look at like, all right, who's, who's doing stuff that I believe in. I'm doing stuff he believes in. He just might not know it, but I've never even messaged him to like, be like, yo, Hey, I'm pumping your bags. What's up? You know? I'm pumping your bags and I'm helping the company. Like I'm, I'm trying to do the same shit you're trying to do. He wants people to buy ETH and fucking uh, invest in longevity tech. And I want people to buy hacks or ETH and invest in longevity tech. So we're, we're in pretty much total alignment and as regards to our goals is concerned. Uh, hey, Richard, uh, R- Richard, mate. Well, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm the I'm the Facebook page guy. You, uh, Toby Wan Kenobi, or Toby Wan Hexobi. You'd given me. Uh, I'd actually heard you mention how it was a good idea for people to do the uh, Facebook ads for you know keep it under fifty bucks a day or thirty dollars a day. I can't recall, and I did that and had pretty good success with it. Got a lot of. It seems like I got a lot of feedback from South America and Asia in particular. So um, you know, it's all about eyes on Hex and uh, the adoption and the direct messaging. I feel like that's part of that. Um, and then the question I've kind of been struggling with here and I'm tiptoeing around cause it's like, part of me wants you to call me a retard, <laughs> but part of, you, part of me really doesn't want that to happen. That's a retarded question, sir. Thank yeah, okay, you. Go there ahead. It is. I got a screen. Grab that. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> but, uh, you know, not blur the ethical line of it, but it's like, I feel like in a weird way, maybe the BitBoy interview was a bit of a example of this. Um, and I mean, not that it's a good example, because I think that he's genuine. And I really, really enjoyed that that interview. I thought that was great for both you guys. Um, but, you know, he ended up with some hex. Somehow he ended up with some hex. And it, it kind of, like I'm saying, this is a bad example of it. But I think it's kind of an example of maybe using some of these influencers' character flaws against them to get them to do the right thing. So not not coming right out and saying, hey, maybe a whale steps up and more or less gives them a, a bag of hex to look at it more objectively as much as they can. Because I mean, and, and I mean, it's such a creepy line and I hate it, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, maybe it sounds illegal to me. I wouldn't do it. Well, no. I'm oh, well, not. let's, let's try a thought experiment. Imagine you <laughs> yeah. tried to do that. And then right. people are like, I'm sorry, I can't accept this. Right. Yeah. yeah if you right. tried to give me some fucking shit coin, I'd be like, yeah, send it over. Thank you. Yeah. Right. I love free shit, man. 
<laughs> well, I mean, like people, you know, people want to buy me dinner. Like, thank you. I like free dinner, man. Tastes good. It. Tastes right. better. Free dinner tastes right. better than paid dinner, man. But it got Your like food off somebody else's plate tastes a little bit better than food on my plate for some reason. Right. So I I can tell you, like, let's take BitBoy for example. Somebody yeah. was nice enough to give him some free hex that he saw mad gains on. So what did he do? Remained silent about it. <laughs> what? Yeah, all the way to seventeen thousand dollars. I think three hundred fifty bucks, seventeen thousand, and he didn't talk about it. He made like twenty six thousand dollars off of it, dude. He made twenty six thousand dollars. How kind of he didn't say something, anything about it before Richard. Like this is crazy. So that's like an on the bonus minimum. Because I DM'd everybody that was influencers before the fucking launch phase was over. I'm like, hey man, yo, you want to do video? Like, right, the end's coming. Data Dash responded, BitBoy responded, and everybody else. Oh, actually, uh, Ian Bellina responded too. So Ian, BitBoy, and... Uh, Data Dash. Data Dash yeah. responded. And and uh, Beatles, Crypto oh. Beatles responded as well from Monarch. But we didn't have time to. Like, you know, he's busy doing shit. We just had scheduling problems. But we'll, we'll still do vids. Yeah, I mean, um, I think the virality... Yeah get us there eventually it just gets frustrating because you see these guys that are so obviously motivated by uh questionable um things you know like uh, elio trades and those fucking guys that are just shilling garbage and wrecking their followers like yeah so good to pick out uh, or point out and it's you it's you, so you guys remember that vid i did with like i didn't publish it because i knew it would be cancer but there's some trader kid i did a vid with he's yeah. been he has been rug pulled 10 times Oh yeah, that's literally. <laughs> he he has gotten what? his followers into shit that's gone to zero, <laughs> ten times. Jesus Christ! Whatever happened to Rockstar, dude? Did he, did he ever get in? Remember the dude that had oh, the yeah. rock and roll show? I can't tell you what happened with him. We had him. We had him on DS. So yeah, uh, not everyone has the privilege of of getting to to hold on to value as long as they want. You know, some people have shit show up. Some people need money. Mm. So when you give people money, sometimes they need to sell. You know what I mean? It happens. So some yeah. people that you give free money to, they, they sell it. It's just life, man. But a lot of people, right. they paid their bills with that shit, man. And some people message me and they're like, you know, hey, man, I sold, but, you know, I did this and I had to do that. Even even on the show here, we, we heard some people that needed to sell some. You know, they still got some, but they had to sell mm. some to pay some debt down, pay some bills, man. And that feels good, you know. That that's going to go right into your yeah. feel good, feel better as a human every day when you wake up meter, you know. So, <laughs> like, yeah, I understand that. And as long as everybody, as long as in general people are putting in more than they're taking out, we all get to be richer because we all yep. have gains on paper that are likely to, when this is necessary, be able to be turned into real. And it's just the same way that banks run, like banks in general, never have everyone need to withdraw at once. And if they did, there ain't enough cash there to make everyone happy. But that shit never happens, so it works fine. You know? It's the same with gas gas stations. Not everyone needs to fill their tank up at the same time, or the gas station would run empty. You know, just-in-time inventory is, is a more effective capital utilization. And, and over, 
over allocation of resources where they won't be used is net negative. And so the, the way that understanding how cryptocurrencies have become the highest appreciating asset class in the world is actually hard. So you don't really need to understand it as long as it keeps working. It's just like juggling. If you fuck around, you can figure out how to juggle. But trying to program a robot to do it, it ain't happening. It's just hard. It's that hard. So you, you don't need to know. You don't need to know every step in between the mouse movement and the key, the cursor moving on the screen. And there's a fucking lot of steps. There's a whole lot of steps that go from that mouse to that screen. You don't need to understand this. You can still get the job done. And designing a cryptocurrency, as I did with Hex, there's some things that I don't understand how they work, and I just don't need to. So I don't, I don't need to have an effective world model as to the ratio of money in to money out to appreciation to volatility strength. I don't need to know all those things because they might not even be knowable. They might not be deterministic. Like there may be new edge cases that we're finding that aren't in any literature or experiment anywhere that you would only know that they worked that way after you did it. It's kind of like the Turing problem where you don't know whether a program will halt or not until you run it. So the design parameters that I chose and the game theory that I implemented has proven to be amazing and the world's best that's ever existed in this industry. And this industry is the highest appreciating asset class that's ever existed. So there's a very, very good chance that we could be the highest appreciating asset that's ever existed in the history of man. And we are on target for that. And that is, was the design intention of this entire project. So it's like, Fuck, I can't remember what the question was. What was the question? Does anyone remember the question? Getting Vitalik involved um, in advertising. Yeah. Oh, influencers um, and on shit. Facebook. And getting wrecked. Um, yeah. Pools, all so, that. So, it, influencers. so, so if, you know, right now. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mehdi. Um, if, so if, if Hex extends your life, uh, if you're a whale, then y you need it. And you're going to FOMO into it, whether you're Vitalik or anybody. And... Um, I, it, it, Richard, you said earlier tonight that, that you, um, don't like, it's not going to be helpful to give you suggestions, uh, for features. Right. And, and I think like, I can well, understand sure that what do you because mean? I take your guys suggestions for features. I spent hours listening to Brad giving you the worst suggestions ever today. Cause I was editing that video, that, this side video that I made and Brad was just hammering you with bad suggestions about shit coins. Um, but so I hope I'm not speaking Who's out Brad? of turn. Um, Brad Mills, uh, Christmas interview you did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he's stupid. He, he was really annoying me, but I thought the yeah. video was funny. So I made it. Cause like, <laughs> I, I message him every once in a while just to taunt him. Cause he's, he gave away his back. <laughs> he gave it away. You're like, Hey buddy. Uh, yeah, we're up like 263 X now, man. How's it going? He's like, you know, Richard, I really want to compliment you. It turns out that, all these other DeFi projects that I spent all summer learning about, they're just doing little slivers of what you built. They're doing a little Hell bit yeah. of airdrop or they're doing a little bit of lockup and you know, you did it all at once and you did it first. I'm like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I'm like, Hey man, you want to do like a live stream or a tweet to like apologize for all the shit you talked. <laughs> and he's like, no, uh, I would love to do a live stream, but you know, he, he's still, so he like, he didn't learn anything. He bought yeah. the best thing he could buy, and then 
He sold the bottom and then it left him fucking behind, but he refuses to learn. He won't learn. So I'm like, why would I give you an audience to talk shit about the most amazing thing that you should have learned from, but for some reason aren't capable of learning? No, I will go talk to new people that have nice things to say. I would much rather talk to new people that have nice things to say than people that are just wrong. And we're given the opportunity to be not wrong. And think about all of the influencers that I spoke to that didn't buy. Dave Levine's another one. I did an interview with him on his channel and he just deleted it. I'm well, like, he deleted it? Yeah. I'm like, Damn. one, I'm wow. never talking to your no ass. I remember that Two, too. Like, for me to spend so much time personally walking somebody through something, for them to like, it just imagine that Satoshi explained to you Bitcoin in 2009 and you're like, yeah, man, that's cool, but I'm not even going to fucking put $10 in that shit. And then, and then it goes up 263 X and you're like, yeah, man, that's cool. But you know, I, I didn't actually <laughs> learn anything from this experience. Crazy. There's a lot to learn here. You, you yeah. could learn a lot. The fact that you're learning nothing is just amazing to me. So I understand the market better than these people do. I understand marketing in general better than these people do. I understand trading better than these people do. I'm a better trader, better speculator, better designer, all these things, but they just can't seem to learn from the knowledge that I'm trying to shove down their fucking throat. They're just, they're incapable of learning for some reason. And you just have to leave them behind. You're like, all right, well, I'm not going to hold your hand one by one anymore. And the influencers are kind of the same way. Like, these guys care about getting paid. And how are they getting paid? They're getting paid on referral commissions. Okay. Well, the only fucking way that they're going to change the tune that they're singing is if a different referral commission comes and outperforms the other one. And that right. is it, period. Right. And nothing else matters. Reality doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. Truth doesn't matter. Caring about your followers not getting wrecked, it doesn't matter to these people. So, you know, you're going to have to just replace them because they're not going to stop doing what they're doing. The only they I mean imagine how stupid it would be to give away millions of dollars to billions of dollars of bitcoin holders and for the bitcoin influencer community to remain silent about that. God damn, y'all must fucking be retarded because they gave away XLM to bitcoin holders for free. They gave away XRP to bitcoin holders for free. They gave away BCH to bitcoin holders for free. We gave away Hex to bitcoin holders for free. And I could list you some more. A That's lot. what they did when they had the best product. They gave it away. <laughs> Rad yeah, when, posted when, that today or a couple of days ago. And so I messaged him and offered to give him some hacks because that's yeah, Bitcoin, what happens when, I, when, when you I have was, to. <laughs> in 2011, well, I got Bitcoin you, for free just by double clicking an EXE. Well, it's interesting that you chose to, you know, the liquidity pool, which happened to be Bitcoin as the UTXO to be added, you know, right? Because they have instant money that can transform into hacks and kind of change shift that value to hex do you see that in the future the same sort of offer some no. other project comes along and says hey we need to have the hex utx so well that we i mean drop like, them. the reason that free hex was given to bitcoin holders was to get them to sell their bitcoin yeah. my point about my point about Brad was just that I, I feel uncomfortable like suggesting something. 
Um, Yo, fuck these guys, man. Like, look, yep. it's that what they're doing is unethical. There is a reality. The reality is that Hex is kicking the shit out of Bitcoin, kicking the shit out of it. That is the reality that is measurably, that is objectively measurable. If you choose to advertise or believe in a reality apart from that, you're either ignorant or misleading people, period. Or if, you, if you pretend that Hex isn't a fucking serious, big fucking deal, you're misleading. Top five market cap, 263X, thousands of people live streams, features and products being built out by the community all the time, best statistics, but best so many fucking things. Facts. If you're not paying homage and respecting that greatness, you're you're ignorant or you're lying. But we we had we had congrats Zen uh, earlier in the stream and uh, I think I fully agree with this tech saying that I think we kind of reached diminishing diminishing return within the crypto community. Sure. We engage with so many so many influencers. Yep. So we need to see bigger. And it's what we're trying humbly to attempt with stakers. Like, hey, this is huge market outside. We have a man, like fantastic product that does both speculation, but also for people that are a bit more like conservative or self-minded, just you can have the narrative of the CD, you know, APY. So, you know, you can address, even, even in crypto, you have only men's. Now you can maybe market more to women, right? So we have huge sure. opportunity just to do uh, beyond the crypto world. So there's a so lot giving more away outside crypto than in it. I will add one caveat, and that is, because of the power law distribution of wealth in crypto, yeah. even though we're getting diminishing returns, and I, like, it seems like you're getting diminishing returns and still some, until someone flips. Until the well. So for instance, Bitboy, right? Bitboy had huge returns that he kept secret, but then eventually he's like, hey, actually, yeah, this shit's cool. And then people saw that. And then they message you and they're like, hey, man, yeah, fuck, I'm glad I heard about this. I can't believe I didn't hear about it before, things like that. So when you get one whale from one flip of one influencer, then you get, you know, millions okay. of dollars of input. And so you still there, it is still useful and valuable to bring other crypto users into a superior product, which is Hex. It is still valuable. It is still worthwhile. It is, I believe the vast majority of the appreciation Hex has had has been from cryptocurrency users choosing to invest in a, a superior cryptocurrency. That is the majority of, of the price movement so far. I do believe that to go to higher than Bitcoin's market cap, if you want to go higher than Bitcoin's market cap this year, it's going to be easier to do that with, with retail adoption outside crypto. Uh, so, you know... What if... I, what if whales use the same kind of concept they were talking about for referrals, where you have like a social badge that becomes like extremely valuable because we place value as a community on that. And that's something, another area where, where we're creating. I think the whales would choose not to use capital. it because they value their OPSEC better. But I think for mid-tier guys, it would be great. Okay. People that have, you know, maybe 10 or 20K in, but the guys that got like 10 or 20 mil in, they're probably not going to give a shit about the badge as much, you know? Because <clears throat> if they I, could I love use the social dynamic that you're talking about, if they could use hex to uh, let's say like make a promise that they would adopt a certain health behavior, let's say like eating healthier, and then like that's gonna be a hard sell. 
Yeah, it's a hard one, that one. Or we'd all be fit already. Hex has kind of done that because a lot of us want to get healthy so we can stake for 15 years and live for those 15 years. Like, yeah, you and, see so many guys working out now. Cabana challenge. I, th- I thought it was yeah. very nice. I'm glad that you it's guys like all lot participated us, in that. I skinned yeah, that one. We can keep promoting out of community. <laughs> That's going to be key. It's so, interesting to say that, but there's all kinds of rich people like uh, Ben Mala that's like 500 pounds. I mean, they're they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. So but, just being rich and having but, lifespan added to spend it. Yeah, but they're awesome. they're rich right now. But like people like me that aren't rich right now, like I want to see my gains in 15 years, and I don't yeah. want to be like you they know those gains going to the hospital, paying the hospital. I want to be <laughs> yeah. making those gains and like doing something with them, not being like, Actually, oh, I got to pay a medical bill well, in, in 10 years, and I got to. I want to be. If you're a stake for 15 years and you see that stake coming out, think how old you'll be then. I'm in my 40s then, so what's the best possible outcome that I'm still kicking ass as much as I do now when I'm 40 or 50 or 55 so I can really enjoy the money I can get? I think I think for me the most uh, compelling reason to be fit is to get laid. So yep. Oh, hell yeah. All the other stuff is like, yeah, okay, cool. What if you're married, man? Fun fun fact, you, you last longer and then your wife likes you more or whatever. There you go. Yeah. It's it's better in every way. If you if you can be more physically fit, you'll get yeah. paid more at your job. You'll make friends more easily. You'll have more fun sexual more experiences. Guys, we are all forced to to please our girlfriends now because if we don't, Richard comes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all gotta watch. It. We all gotta watch out. You got that hanging over your head right now, so you better uh, do well. Uh, he already ruined me. I got old. What the fuck? He already ruined me with like thinking about when you nut and you have to. He's like, you're gonna be thinking about me when you nut. (laughs) He's like, damn it, Richard. (laughs) Yeah, now it's like. (laughs) (laughs) Now I've I've got him in the back of my head thinking that he's. Oh no, is this the best Uh, that I could do? I don't know. I don't know. I better go a couple more minutes. Better deliver. (laughs) Richard Hart might come in here and take it all over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is As Mel Brooks would say, it's good to be king. Kamenoftra. <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah, it's, a it's fun fucking game, game right there. You know? I only saw that in that movie, uh, Braveheart, but I didn't even know that yeah. was a thing. It's pretty you know, fucked we, up. Goddamn. I'm about to have a revolt. <laughs> yeah. Revolt time. Fuck this. <clears throat> yeah. They, they do. I think they used to do some shit in Af- like not Africa like Well, they, they would put pri- they would put a price on ma- you would only allowed to have sex with a woman if you were married, and then the the chief teams would control the price of the marriage. Yeah, to get married, and then when the yeah. when the young guys got so strong, oh look, the price magically fell, and then he'd That's marry crazy. off all the all the head guys, and then the, increase the price again to have all the women. Dude, there's like a a fucking Dude. marriage market somewhere. Oh my God. Oh yeah. What? Oh, yeah. I, I heard this when I, uh, I was in high school. <laughs> How much do I have to pay to not get married? That's the question. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, obviously we're talking about, you know, where it's like all the benefits are in the male, you know, on the male side, you know, obviously, because you're just having sex with a woman and you kind of own her. I don't know about that. 
Yeah, that's I think cool. girls have a pretty good deal. That's stupid. Well, you know what I mean. What you see girls say, yeah. "Women have it the worst in war because we have to see our men go off and die." Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. yeah well, like, while they Hold stay on. home with some of those guys that uh, you know they're just running the factories back at home. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, I've seen. Out. I've All seen. It. Yeah, military girls. Yeah. What What actually funny is that I read a document. Uh, watch a documentary that was talking about that. It's funny how. We might think, oh yeah, the men went to war and then, you know, unfortunately passed away and this and that. But they were saying steady that the women will still let the men go to war, serve his purpose in his country, then him staying home, not doing shit, and then she get pissed. Like it's it's the yeah. friendliest yeah. yeah, I mean, one of the reasons why you accrue political power or status is so you have more access to females. It's not just one female, but more access of choice. So you can be a rock star like Mick Jagger and you control 30,000 people in a crowd and you have sex appeal. You could be Genghis Khan and you control you know thousands of people in an army and you dominate, but you have access to female. So, you know, one of the reasons for war, if you go far enough back in the causes, yeah, you might feel slighted because some other king said something. Yeah, literally. Napoleon, way back when. I mean, it's crazy. Access to your reproductive line. to your, to your Started a war because it took his girl. It's great. The funny thing is, it's like men tend to frame these things like they're in control, but actually we're the slaves. Right. So when I when I'm jogging down the street to catch up to this really beautiful girl to say hi, I'm I am modifying my behavior in our interaction you. to the thing that she likes the most. So I am standing with posture that she prefers. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking about things that she chooses to hear about. I'm I'm offering her to do stuff that she will enjoy. It is her that is controlling everything. And I'm just dancing to mm-hmm. fucking make a magical outcome. <laughs> but but it is indeed her that is making all of the choices. I'm, I'm basically like I'm doing what they want. Much of it they understand they want, some of it they don't understand they want, but it is what indeed they want. And so it's like in in these situations they're the ones with the upper hand. Yeah. Period. That's what they call our muse, right? Yeah. So like, so, you know, guys tend to frame it like, Oh, you know, fuck, I'm going to go get some pussy. And you're like, no, actually what you're going to do is go act in a way that someone else's psychology forces you to act period. So you're actually so going to go say, yeah. do what makes someone else happy. Always you're, you're giving and entertaining and being fun and, and just providing value to somebody else. Hoping that they reciprocate. That's like a court, really like a like a dance, essentially courtship dance or something. Just like a dance. Hey, you've uh, lived, you've worked in the sex toys industry. Where do you see robots in this this industry uh, in the next uh, few years? If you don't already uh, have a Venus two thousand dick sucker, very. <laughs> what is that? I don't even know what that is. It sounds like a fly trap or something like that. There's, there's all these like battery card dicks. Well, on the plugs into the wall, mate. Flashlights. We oh, talked about this before. So, so they say that women are great communicators, and that you know they're organized in a group, whatever. They go to the bathroom and they talk about you know shit yeah. or whatever. But why? <laughs> why is it that men are more often great comedians? Why are they more on stage than females? If they're, if, you know, if they're oh. mass communicators. Well, same reason male birds are more colorful because the women choose. Mm-hmm. They don't have to fucking. They don't have to be funny. But they do have to be pretty. So they like if you're 
if your face is fucked up with acne hard and it looks like the craters of the moon, you can <coughs> still do wonderfully as a guy. Ask Edward James Olmos. Yep. Or uh, who was the guy that was in the movie uh, The Fugitive? As the cop, as the marshal. Tommy he was Lee also Jones. in No Country for Old Men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. His face is also fucked up with acne scars. And he's great. Like, you know, I mean, shit, uh, Gary Boosie even is fucking insane looking. But it's like, I mean, look at me. I'm fat and old and I kill it. So it's just, you know, as a guy, you're strong, confident, powerful, funny, you know, provide, um, if you're those things, your body could be kind of whatever. But if you're a girl and you're strong, powerful, funny, and you're ugly, man, you're going to get a, it ain't working, right? So guys have to be, guys need to provide the things that are power and girls need to provide the things that are reproduction in general, in general, right? So guys choose body. And like, if you knew a girl that was like really fucking stupid, but she was hot, like, yep, heading right over. On the way. I'm on the way now. Yeah. Because I don't need her program my VCR. You know? I need her to respect me. Shit. If she respects, then we have a lot of fun, right? So like it's it's synergy, it man. Like we're not supposed to be good at the same shit. We're supposed to be good at different shit. Yeah. And that makes us a more powerful team. It makes us a more effective team. Which is why you see sexual dimorphism across all species. It's it's good. It's positive. It's beneficial. It's good for both of us. <laughs> nice, Doug. <laughs> There's some girls in the chat that are saying that that's horrible. It's like, that's for real, though. That's just real. Yeah, that's for real. real man. Oh, oh, yeah. So yeah, bad. yeah because, like, sorry, girls. Like, girls reason, don't like to hear it. The reason we spend <laughs> hours getting ready in the morning <laughs> is because you care to manipulate us through what we care about, which is looks. And the reason that we're so funny and spend all our day trying to get money as shit is because you manipulate us caring about that. And so yeah. you made us what we are bag, and we made you what you are. Oh, yeah, the the bag. <laughs> is any, are any guys here wearing makeup? I have makeup. Yeah. I could put it on. I'm not. But if, if girls were on the stream now, would any of them be wearing makeup? All of them. All of them. Well, why? Because they want to manipulate us. Because they want to be prettier so that we treat them better. They don't realize that. But they don't need to realize it. It's, it's just how it is. And when guys are lifting weights and watching movies about guns and cars, why? Because we need transport and the ability to kill. Like that's how we spend our time learning how to move and kill. And then what do girls spend their time doing? Thanks. Learning how to attract people that move and kill, because that is what has evolved over you know thousands of years. Yeah. To protect it's them. It's good. It protect works, man. They're attracted to that sense of certainty, that sense of confidence that you can put. Oh, part of reason I like Yeah, until you get married. You said something about the, uh, the soy boy thing of Silicon Valley. It's true. I mean, you have like an androgyny happening. Women have to be like uh, the same as men in, in the workforce. Uh, it's terribly stupid. Basically not, it, it's interesting. Like in a group of men in a boiler room, they're supposed to be making phone calls to sell a product. I mean, we basically decide who's alpha and who's beta, and we call each other names, and we have you know effeminate names or whatever to to assert our status. But we see that as bonding, whereas if yep. a woman's introduced as a as a new hire to that boiler room, 
we will change because we don't want to get sued or we don't want to get fired for shit. Y'all make less sales too. And we make less sales. And that's, that's actually sexist because we're modifying. If you put a hot girl in a business, that business is fucked. Because every single dude in that fucking place is thinking about how to get over to that other table (laughs) and just stop working and start talking. Like it's uh-huh. just, if you want to destroy a fucking company, just put a hot check in that shit, man. Yeah. And then yeah, nobody can think straight, including the CEO. <laughs> like, I saw man, this in the military. I saw this in the military. All guys. Yeah. It was all guys. And then you, you know, we we bonded, bonded, and you bring one girl in there, and she doesn't even have to be cute. Yeah. Like guys that haven't seen a girl in six months, you bring right. a girl in there that's a dog I handler. See. That's literally her job in the military. And dudes are like backstabbing everybody. Yeah. Like, like oh what. Dude, you smell like you know right in front of her. You're like, what the? Fuck? We made, like, we made, dude, what? I thought we were bros. We all but smell, motherfucker. Just... We smell. <laughs> yeah, it's like we've been out here for three weeks. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we all smell. She probably smelled. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, that's exactly, dude. If you put a girl in the mix after mm-hmm. with a bunch of dudes, it's it it gets weird. It gets really and it, weird. And you see this shit at like all the time. Like how many? How many girls, like there's, if you go out at night, mm-hmm. how many times do you see guys in groups without girls and girls in groups without guys? And then they go out to operate and have fun in that gender biased way where there's just guys and they're out together and there's just girls and they're out together. And it's much less common to see like girls and guys mixed as just friends and not lovers going out. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, 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 oh, yeah. it's more rare. Um, super rare that's why they come up with the whole saying you know a man man and female can't be friends unless there's some antecedents you know like we try and it didn't work out but like yeah yeah well chris rock has it it's like you know you know guys don't have girlfriends they have girls that just haven't fucked yet you know (laughs) (laughs) and then when it all she's my friends like nah bro she just friends (laughs) on you that's all it is thank you toby that's the truth got you got cock block You can convert it. And the funny thing is, it's like the girls, they don't even, they're not trying to be malicious. Yeah. It's just nice. they wanted to do the best they can. And they know they can do better. And so they're, they're trying to send you in. Like, you know, they don't want you to attack them. So they'll be like, they'll kind of politely let you know, like, it's not happening. But hey, we can be yeah. friends, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, it's like oh, if we've, you're still under glass, though, if they haven't had that experience. So actually, when you get friend zoned, only time my friend zone is when it's an ex. Like, okay, that was a long time ago. Now we're friends because I don't want to do that shit no more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can yeah. have, it's more rare, but you can have friends that are girls that you're just friends with. But you have to have like enough other girls in your life or else you'll try and like turn it and then fuck the relationship yeah. up, you know? Exactly. So if you have another, if you have a lot of other girls in your life, you can have friends that are girls, you know? But if you don't have other girls in your life and you horny, man, you're going to try and. Like, <laughs> You gonna try and you know, you're trying, you're get the job done? However, I was, I was on a date one time when I was a kid, and the fucking the car just literally wouldn't start. Like a battery was dead, and then the girl's dad thought I was like scamming. I'm like, no nah, man, the car's actually broken, dude. I'm not getting anywhere with her anyway, not as far as I want. So I'd rather this date be over already. <laughs> like I wish the battery worked. Yeah, what did you? Well, I just waited. I mean, uh, so I didn't, you know, I think I got the first base with her, but she was so beautiful. Like, it was good enough. I mean, I, I didn't start dating until I was old. Like, I think my first date was like fucking like 18 or some shit, man. Like, Oof. I was fucking okay. old. That's it was in a weird too, school. So like, worry. it was all nerds. What, so you were saving yourself? 
I said you were saving yourself. Nah, man, just fucking like in my school, nobody was doing that shit. Like it was just all legit nerds, like hardcore nerds. Like if you gave someone a compliment, they would like burst into tears, kind of shit. I had that happen. I had to, I complimented somebody sometime. I don't know if it was the first compliment they ever got or whatever the fuck, but they start crying. Like, that was <laughs> weird, man. These people do not work right. Like the the all the pure nerd school has weirdness to it. <clears throat> wow, it's hilarious. Did you? Have, um, did you have? A, was, it was like nobody dating. Like when I when I in my high school, you you would look and you'd be like, yeah, nobody here is dating anybody else here. It's just not a thing. It's just so weird. Did you have Richard? Did you not to get too personal, but did you have a, a change in your personality? Like you know, did teenage years change you to who no. you are now, or you always exactly like the same. Little, little exactly the same. Absolutely the same. <laughs> There's no change at all. <laughs> from 18 to now, from from fucking from like 11 to now, just no change. Same shit. I can imagine a little. I mean, year old Richard, Christian. even in the last couple of years, it seems like like not to you know like you were the same person, but even like three or four years ago, you you seem more like uh like alpha male style now. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just maybe it was just hidden before. But before, uh-huh. like when you would when you would uh it, you know like interview somebody, it was more of like or not interview, but you would just have a conversation. But now it's like, dude, you can like. You go to town on some of these fools, wrecking them, dude. (laughs) Like back in the day when you had the long hair and everything, you'd just be like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" You know, and like now it's like, "Yo, what up?" (laughs) It's an extra sense of I don't give a fuck no more because hey, get your worldview. Sometimes, like you said, Trump's president. I mean, was yeah. (laughs) You tried a nice way. Sometimes it doesn't go, and then you gotta be like, "All right, gotta pivot." Agree, agree, hundred percent. I agree hundred percent. And I used to be a nice guy too, so to speak, right? And then when I went to high school, like in my high school, you're too nice. People take advantage of you. It's sure. fucked up, but it's true. Yep. So you had to yep. put up this facade, which I didn't like, because it's like kill or be killed type of thing. You know what I mean? And be the tough yeah. guy and blah blah blah. And then fortunately yep. when I got in the US, I didn't have to be that person anymore. So I got to just chill and be my true self. So because it's not because you can be violent that you want to be violent. Makes sense. So it's just like there's certain That's the things thing, like if, if, if you strong, if you if people know that fucking with you is not the right thing to do, that you get fucked with less. So the fact that you can fuck people up means that you don't have to. Exactly. So it's, it's like it's good deterrent, you know? And yeah. uh, earlier we were talking about the difference between guys and girls. Guys grow through challenge. Girls grow through praise. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, you, you, we, we respond to, to different shit. Like if, if, you, if you say to a girl the shit you say to your guy friends, she's going to cry. That's how it is. Hmm. I mean, girls cry at movies a lot. Guys don't cry at movies a lot. It's rather rare. Yeah. But girls cry at shit. Pretty often, like, oh, wind's blowing from east to west. Fuck. <laughs> you know, it, that's fine. You know, it's, it's a different way of being. I cry when I look at my ex like, work around it, you know? But but in a funny way, that's what makes them sweet. You know what I mean? The girl, like, no, yeah, no, man, no, no guy likes it. Vulnerability gives her control over me. You know I mean, too much alpha male energy. They'll be like, yo, I don't need a buddy here. And I'm trying to. Bro, if, if a girl is vulnerable, it gives her more control over me. I will respond to that. Yeah. So her control over me is through weakness. 
Yep. But they don't get that sometimes, you know? They think they, that they should act like you. And you're like, exactly. Don't act like me. Because if you act all tough and like me, then then it makes me feel like, why am I here? Like, what? You don't need me then, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. It's like, I don't want to take somebody else's spot uh, right right now. So um, I'm going to duck out. But this has been such a pleasure and an honor. I I really appreciate you all. And and, and I wanted to, to publicly state that if I don't go for a run in the next 24 hours, to 3.69 miles, I will, uh, what should it be? Should I emergency end stake at 10,000? No, 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 or should no. I send it to the contract? What, no. What's the punishment? I think you've got enough. So you were emphasizing earlier the ability to use social bonding and status as a way to modulate behavior Yes. in addition to money. Yeah. And I think that you have enough people that know of you and, and like you in the community now that if you make a public commitment to do something, just letting them down and not wanting to let them down would be enough. So you don't need to threaten yourself financially. Do try just the social way first and okay. see if being a man of your word is enough of a commitment to get you to move your legs. Facts. Try it. I love that. If it's not, then we'll fuck around and, and yeah, try and this find. This is actually how we find the cabana challenge. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank it. you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, just post on Twitter what you're going to do, <laughs> do and when you're going to do it. And don't delete the fucking tweet. And then we'll know. We'll, we'll tell you whether you were a bitch or not. You know exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm going to keep listening. Commitment. So thanks, guys. Before you right, go, right, thank right. you, man. Uh, look at the private chat. There's private chat between you and stuff, so you might be a connection. Okay. Boom. Thank you. Awesome, dude. I ain't doing no running in the next 24 hours. I'm <laughs> going to sleep God for a good like man. 12 at least. <laughs> I'm gonna run over to that bed and start fucking <laughs> yeah. digging my face into that pillow. <laughs> Hey, Hexo, your next stream starts in what, uh, 13 hours? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Mine does. Hexo, you almost oh, made man. it. Almost made it. Dude, 354 days. We yeah, did it, bro. guys. We did it. Correct. We went and we did two live streams. We went every single day. We've done every single day. It's been a great time. It's been a great, awesome time. People are watching now. And I wouldn't be as oh. tired if Richard didn't stream last night. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Richard. Yeah, Rich. <laughs> like we're, right when I'm going to bed, like, like, hey, I'm about to, to scream. I was like, son of a I'm bitch. Like, night, now night, I have show. to stay up and listen to Richard. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought that there was a shitload of good, memeable clips there because I was oh, doing oh, like more. It was good. Oh, yeah, it was good. Like, it was good. Huckold thing was hilarious. It was good, dude. It was. It was one of your best streams. I'm. It but it was like I was like re- getting ready for bed, and then it's like, oh, Richard's gonna stream, and I'm like, well, now I've got to go to now I've got to go to bed two hours later. <laughs> I didn't know how long it was gonna go. I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna do a 36. Ready for bed, and then it's like, oh, Richard's gonna. Oh, what is that? Is that what we got some. Oh, let me see. Some feedback. No, so you're good, you're the good. hex price is officially back to 40 days ago. Like, people go. are like, oh, it's oh, the end yeah. of the world. You're like, no, no, we just are back to where we were about a month ago. Yeah. It was a hiccup. <laughs> a, a whale bought the price up, and a guy that bought hex really early took his money and moved the price back down. That's what happened. And some weekends are getting shaken out. And 
the, a, a huge portion of this downward move is being made up for by more units being given to all of the stakers. Every mm-hmm. fucking staker made at least 30%, and a lot of them made 100% in that day. So much of this dip that you see is being made up for by more units being handed out, which is like a $10 bill being turned into two fives, or 100 being turned into two fifties. You get the idea. Some gamblers don't like that. see that on the next day on the interest tab. Awesome. Yeah, so we had we had a redistribution of wealth from the short term to the long term. This is is what happened in the staker class. Boom. Beautiful. And we get to buy another dip. <laughs> yep. And yes, I mean a do. lot of people, forty percent in the poll that I put on Twitter, forty two percent said that they believed there would be a dip. Twenty four percent said that they believe the price would go up. So almost double the amount of people thought that would be a dip as they thought it would go up. So the community knew it was going to happen. And now, you know, when people know it's going to happen, they're pretty okay with it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't understand that. Like there's a, uh, there's a couple of people on Twitter that are like hating on it. Well, you know, they're doing the FUD thing right now where they're like, look at the price. Ha <laughs> ha. It's like, bro, yeah, who could have predicted like, it? Most people. Right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like we almost, all like, knew it was the majority coming. of the community knew. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so just save the free content, man. Yeah. Just They're just like, yo, look, look, look at, look at this. Yeah. Back yeah. At and you're like, where were you the last four times this happened? Saying the same yeah. shit. And we made new all time highs. Will you, yeah. will you apologize when we make a new all time high? Thanksgiving right around the corner. Christmas right around the corner. Oh, it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, that's a good time. I mean, Thanksgiving, guys. I mean, you can tell your yeah. families, tell your friends while you're out at Thanksgiving. Guys, guys, guys. So we'll be releasing like the soft referral program, uh, I think, in the next couple of days. So nice. we're still attributing some points against anyone that you're referring to fill the app. And then once we have the, the full referral uh, program uh, sorted out, then we'll just convert all these points to whatever, like, you know, we was that we, we decided. But uh, the good thing is, like, if you, you meet your family and and uh, and friends over the Christmas times and uh, during the festivity period, you'll be able to start referring folks. That's awesome. Yeah, That's great. That's perfect. I actually, I actually have several yeah. wallets yeah. set up for all of my family members and some close friends uh, that I've got set aside for Christmas gifts. So they're staked out, some longer than others because of people's age, might not be around that long. I mean, God willing, you know, I, my parents make it to 96, but, uh, you know, so they're, Good short, they're a little shorter, <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, yeah, that'd be great. Get them to get the app on their phone, teach my 82 year old mother how to put it on there. I just taught her DoorDash, so she's doing all right. Nice that out, she can do staker app, right? I think, <laughs> I think I'm gonna head off, guys. Is there any other uh final questions you guys got? Hey, Rich, I got one for you if I may. Yep. Um, I, I saw actually you, uh, I tweeted it out, and then I saw you did it yourself not long after, but Weinstein, Eric, I believe. Yeah, uh, and he's. It looks like he's one that you'd like to talk to. I would love to see sure. that. Uh, Lex Friedman. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, with both of them would be great. You got to yeah. make it happen. So, like, who's your who's your like pie in the sky? Like, the, like if there was one guy you could just snap your fingers in that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rogan's got the most followers. He'd be a fun chat. Right. Um, Peter Thiel would be great. He's just a fucking genius. Uh, Trump would be fun. Just you know. Yeah. Drama on drama shit. I don't know. Like, I mean, <laughs> to tell the truth, if you put me in a conversation with any winner, we're going to have a great conversation. I'm going to mostly agree. So anybody that's good at what they do, I'm going to have a great conversation with. Well, so I'm going to put do- me on the fucking line with losers, man. It <laughs> looks like a debate. I'm just educating their ass. Yeah. 
you've suffered a lot of fools. Sure. Yeah. I suffered yeah. a lot of fools. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna do everything I can to try to make some of those things happen, and hopefully, and, and they'll have the, the time of their life, man. Like they'll feel respected, oh, yeah. and their message will be get spread, and I will I will make sure that you know what they want to get across has gotten across, and they'll have a fun time. You know, boring, um, boring, you ain't. True. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Hey, one, one last pleasure, thing. I'll let, I'll let anybody else say what they need to say, but um, not to fag out at the last minute here. But back in uh, March 6th of 2018, I was just looking over at my laptop. It's my screensaver. My brother had passed away about a year prior to that. I'd reached out to you after I saw a stream that you did uh, that really spoke to me deeply. And you replied back, um, remember, you owe it to those that came before you to live a fulfilled life. It's what they'd want for you. And that has been my screensaver for what, 18 months now? And it's I mean, beautiful, man. I'm telling you what, man, it's like it really meant a lot to me, still does. And I, that, is, that has gotten me through some dark days. And I think you've changed a lot of lives already. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for all of us. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that, it, that I could help in some way. Amen. If, uh, it's amazing that as a side effect of Hex, which is a financial product, we got so much positive life outcome. Imagine what we might get when Survive the Book is popular. Could be really amazing. Could be really amazing. Because if you've gotten if you've gotten value out of the the things I mean, the book has a lot of value in it. A lot. A lot. So I think you're you're all gonna really love it. And if you if you guys direct message me, anybody that's on chat here, I'll send you a copy of the book I got back from the editor. And it, you know, I would love to hear feedback on it. If, if you see anything that we can improve before we publish, I'd, I'd really, I'd love to, to have your input on it and you enjoy it. It's a, it's a good book from what I've heard. Yeah, I Pika, will. nice seeing you, man. Pika. I'm always chatting to you on, uh, on Telegram. What's up, How's it going? Can you hear us? Can you hear us? I don't know if he can hear us. Probably watching porn or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that look in his eyes. He's probably, he's probably in the lobby about to get in. Richard, right. you know, like I always say it, I appreciate everything you've done for us, man. Like really the community, you know, every, well, this whole thing wouldn't be here without you. So honestly, it's like, yeah, dude, thank you. Wait, we, we you've helped me, my you, family. What's it's that? 24 hour stream. That's all you're, you're doing. <laughs> your channel. Well, thanks, you're so having to kick people it. off. Like, get out of here. We don't like you anymore. <laughs> I, to... I don't try to do that. <laughs> Damn it. I had to find my way back in. Five ninja I'm trying to hang <laughs> on to the ship. You're like, no, go swim with the sharks. <laughs> it's so hard for me too. Cause I'm, I'm like such a, like, uh, you know, I don't want to kick this person. Yeah, but no, man, man, it's, it's, it's rough. But yeah, thank you, man. My fa- to my fa- or from my family to you, man. Like we all pleasure, appreciate. Because I, I mean, to see this- your uh, daughter grow up to be a, a wealthy, wealthy little girl. <laughs> yeah, she's going to have to ask her for an allowance. I'm like, daughter, can right? I have an allowance, please? No. Ex was like, I got the fucking private keys. Exactly, exactly. I know. I saw that. Right. Have a nice. Got to keep in mind. Party. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for everything. It's my pleasure, guys. All right, I'm heading off. We'll see you in chat. Hey, everybody that's watching. Every a lot of you guys already know about chat, but I'm going to tell about it again. Go to t.me forward slash hex crypto and come hang out with the 21,000 other awesome people that are talking about great stuff. If you want to talk to bears, we've got a hex bear channel. If you want to be bullish in the main chat, t.me forward slash hex crypto. You want to watch my YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Richard Hart, twitter.com forward slash Richard Hart win. 
If you want to buy some hex, ethhex.com. If you want to learn about hex, hex.com. If you want to uh, check out a really cool app, staker.app, it's got, uh, you know, you can see the prices of people buying and selling on hex, on go.hex.com. You can just see the hex. There's no like USD values on there. And then uh, Hexologist has hex.doctor just kind of pointing to hex.com currently, I think. But, no, hex, uh, maybe, uh, hex uh, it's, it goes to my DLive channel. Okay, yeah. So go to hex.doctor, subscribe to dlive.tv forward slash hexologist. Yep. He's the premier content creator for the <laughs> hex ecosystem. And, uh, you know, Pika, who has came in and off here, he runs a bunch of really cool websites. One would be graphhex.rocks. Oh, nice. That's him? Nice. Yeah, yeah. and he also invented apphex.win, yep. I think. Spacehex. Yeah, Spacehexbot. Space Spacehexbot and hardhex.xyz. Yep. All him. Nice. So Pika's yeah. awesome. And they're awesome. Uh, all of them are awesome. Bad. I use all Great of them. Great guy. Um, yeah, Firebun's awesome too. Yeah, Firebun's great. He runs hex.vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Steph's great, hex.live. Uh, yeah. You know, and Firebun and uh, Steph are working on staker.app together. You know, uh, it's we have a great community of developers that just build awesome stuff. And the guy earlier that built the the, uh, the referral program that he open sourced is named Swift Salamander. He's been in the community for a while. Nice. We also, you know, I want to give a shout out to everybody else that makes Hex so great. Hex is great because the community. The community causes the buy pressure. The community builds the content. The community spreads the word. The community builds the new features. Because Hex itself is complete. But the stuff you can build on top of Hex, it's not complete. You can still make amazing, amazing stuff. So, you know, the, I would say the majority of the reason that Hex is so awesome is because of you guys that are participating in it. You guys are the reason that Hex is so great. You know, it's like, uh, it's like Hex has given you a great canvas on which to build and, and you're building, you know, it's just beautiful. It's really beautiful. I love being a part of this community. I couldn't hope for, for cooler guys really. Yeah. So I'm heading off and, and thank you so yeah. much, guys. It's really hey, awesome. Later. Hey, thanks thank for you. bringing the top hat as well. Thank you, Richard. This is a recognition with the hat. You know how you have like the we are all for sheets? We're all Richard. We are all Richard Hart. Later, guys. <laughs>